amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Hello there. This episode of Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete is brought to you by Dummy the Web Series, starring, written, and directed by our buddy Joe Dallow, and also starring Izzy Diaz. Dummy is the very funny story of Sammy and Donnie. One's a dummy, one isn't. Maybe they both are. I don't know. Go check it out. Episode 3 is up where they go in search of an agent. It's pretty funny. Go check it out. Go to YouTube.com, search Dummy the Web Series, and subscribe to the channel so you can get all the episodes as soon as they come out. I know they're working on episode 4 as we speak. Go check it out. And now it's time for Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. Talking New York sports nice. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Hold the phone. Hey, brother. This is delirious. Delirious. We could make you delirious. Delirious. Just a bit outside. Just got to stop, man. We keep having the same conversation. Podcast episode number 215. Coming to you live from Comac, New York, Bayside, New York, and Freehold, New Jersey. It's time for Ready to Unload with Cal and St. Pete. Hi. How are you? Welcome to the podcast. It is Thursday night. It is January the 29th, 2015. It is 10 p.m. It is time for Ready to Unload with Cal and St. Pete. Hi. I'm uh, the aforementioned Sam Pete. Steve San Pietro. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday night. Super Bowl week. Super Bowl show. Really, really big show. I believe it's our fifth Super Bowl show. Holy macaroni. We've been doing this podcast for um, five years. Five plus years. And um, this is, is, as I said, our fifth Super Bowl show. Obviously, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, the matchup, the game. uh, But also, uh, it's Americana. We talk about the food, what you eat, what are you doing. Uh, what you've done in the past, uh, what you've done for the big game, etc., etc. Uh, obviously, there are a ton of storylines this week with the actual teams that we're, of course, super interested in. There's a, uh, a New York flavor to it if you're a Jet fan, as uh, both coaches were once coach of the Jets, head coach of the Jets, even if one was only for about nine minutes. 
Um, so there's a local flavor. There's all sorts of stuff going on. But there's more to it. The Super Bowl is bigger than that. The Super Bowl is America. The Super Bowl is a national holiday. The Super Bowl is so big that the NFL can withstand questions to the integrity of its league and and it can withstand wife beaters and 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 uh, you know spousal abuse and homophobia and bullying and I mean the NFL is bulletproof because 800 gazillion people are going to watch the Super Bowl on Sunday 800 gazillion that's a big number so we're going to talk a little bit about that we're going to talk about the NFL being bulletproof um as I mentioned, this is our fifth Super Bowl show. We've been doing this podcast for five years, and something came up this week, just the other night, that I really want to comment on. I'm going to bring Callan here in a second, but it's really uh, pissing me off. And that is, um, I got into a, a Twitter discussion with a, uh, let's say, the producer of a prominent sports talk radio show in this town. And it was a discussion about the Islanders and the Rangers, and it was all good-spirited, uh, he being a Ranger fan, myself being an Islander fan, after the Islanders once again pasted the Rangers on Tuesday night, a game at which I was at. And our discourse is going back and forth. It's respectful. It's all fine. He's playing a little bit of the part of the heel, but whatever. It's fine. It's going back and forth. And then he said something that just really stuck in my craw, and that was, well, when the when the Islanders win a playoff series, I will come on your podcast so you can actually have some listeners. And obviously, I'm on Twitter basically just to talk about sports. I don't talk about politics on Twitter very rarely. I don't talk about anything else on Twitter except sports. I joined Twitter because of the podcast. Um but and and so it says that I do a podcast and I uh, you know, I have the RTU picture uh, as my logo or whatever. Um, but I, I just want to say, I don't give a crap. Like I wrote back to him and I said, well, first of all, don't treat me like I'm 22. And second of all, I didn't ask you to be on my podcast. I don't care. Care. We've been doing this for five years. We've done it every week. We've only missed very few times. We we don't do this sports talk podcast because we want listeners. We're not failed sports talk radio hosts. You know, I know everybody has a podcast. I get it. And you know the the phrase "nobody cares about your podcast" is right up there with "nobody cares about your fantasy football team" or your kids, or in PJ's case, uh, <laughs> no, nobody cares. Nobody cares about your electronics. All this stuff. Nobody cares. I get it. I get that everybody has a podcast. Everybody that's failed at doing something has a podcast. That's not why we do this. Cal and I have failed at nothing. We never set out to be sports talk radio hosts. We didn't want to, you know, we didn't try to be on WFAN and not make it. We started doing this because we like to talk sports with each other. We are two friends who like to talk about sports. And so five years ago, in December of 2009, we started doing our own radio show. Uh, yeah, have we promoted it? Do we love when people listen? Of course. 
have uh, we over the course of the five years that we've been doing this tried to promote it or done things you know done live remotes and gotten t-shirts made yeah of course of course it's great and i can tell you we've had five thousand listeners and we've had five listeners it doesn't matter at this point that's not why we do the podcast this is not why we do this every thursday we do this every Thursday because we like talking to each other and because it provides us a forum to talk about sports that's not guided by a narrative like Sports Talk Radio is by some lunkhead producer, meathead producer, who all he cares about is steering the show in the direction of the meathead, uh, direction of the meathead host. See, we, we don't have to do that here. And we've had great guests on. We've been able to meet great people who are just nice enough to give their time and come on and talk to us about sports for an hour or so. Fantastic. We do this every week, not to get listeners. We just because we like to talk about sports. And we do this because we like to talk about other things too, pop culture and stuff. That's why we added PJ four years ago, three and a half years ago. Every Thursday night, I get to sit down with my two best friends and talk about sports and talk about whatever else is on my mind. So, a little message to that producer. Don't do me any favors. I wasn't having a sports discourse with you over Twitter to get attention. Care. You'll come on my podcast? No thanks. We're all set. Thank you. All right, sorry. Just had to get that off my chest. I should let you know chest. who I've booked for the next six weeks. Um, <laughs> we'll discuss it off the air. Yeah. <laughs> I should probably let the producer of the program know when I'm going to go off on a rant. It was. I'm sorry, Peach and Cal. Uh, he's the co-host of the program. I apologize, Cal, for hijacking the show. Cal. Mr. Brian Calneva Calpino Caliente. Hi, Bri. Hi. Hi, brother. Hi. And in, clearly we don't care about it. That's why we have such a regal introduction for you. <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, 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 I told you I was going to do... You know, we don't do this podcast for some idiot to come on. I, I just... It just pissed me off. I'm sorry. No apologies necessary. I'm sure he's not listening. I really don't care if he is. I really don't, I, I really don't care how many listeners we have. That's not why we do this anymore. And the great thing is, every week we're doing this, and we're having these great shows, having a great time, and people that do listen to it love it. So good. That's all it is. I, you know, don't, I'll come on your podcast so you actually get some listeners. Really? How are you, buddy? Good. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, you feel better? I do. I do because I that was really bothering me. Clearly. Can I can I devil's advocate that just for a second? Sure. Is there any chance that he was just doing a good-natured ribbing because you had had a good Twitter back and forth? No. <laughs> no, I, I mean, unfortunately, no. It, okay. it, it, 
if it was somebody else, if I didn't know who this guy is, I mean, this is, I don't care. He's not listening. This is Mike Francesa's producer. Right, who's 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 got who's got the yeah right exactly. Let's let's get some lackey on who takes orders for a living and hasn't had an original sports thought in his life. Let's get him on. I can get you the showrunner for Super Bowl's greatest commercials. You want that? Yes, I would take him or her. (laughs) Her, thank you. No, there there is right, Cal. Am I wrong? There's there's no chance. He was he was he was quote unquote big timing it. Big timing us. First of all, he thought I was like 25. But there's this just this conception out there that anybody who does a podcast has failed at something, and that's why you're doing a podcast now. No, no. I don't know. But I don't know about you. I I failed at many things. Yeah, but being a sports talk radio host was not one of them. No, I never too tried. De- <laughs> two independent thoughts. <laughs> Do you want to talk about some of those other failures? No. Perhaps that's the fun load. I failed at roller derby. Miserably, I might add. I don't mean to rub it in, but you were not good at roller derby. <laughs> you should have been far better. Hey, Cal. Hey, buddy. Hey. It's Super Bowl. The Super Bowl Sunday, bud. Yeah. How, How are that? you? How are you? How are the kids? Everybody all right? Um, do you want to get in on that rant at all? Do you want to piggyback on that? Nope. Anything to add to that, Monty? It's all yours. That was your. Uh, you I'm needed to. Sorry. You needed to do that. So. It's all yours. You sound angry that I needed to do that. Really, I sound angry. PJ, do I sound angry? Maybe not. PJ's left the building. He's done. Okay. He, he made his little comment about roller derby. That's it. He's gone for the next it's week. That's all he had, right? <laughs> he just gave me a thumbs up on Uvu. Yeah. Angry is the wrong word. You sound. Um, you told testy. me you sound you, you sound testy. I sound testy. You told me not to how let. How about it I don't give a crap? <laughs> you told me. How about that? How what about how about I think that you let this get to you way more than you needed to. And that and I I whatever he did, great. Who cares? You did tell me that. That's but that's my that's how I feel. You were clearly bothered by it that you held on to this for two days so you could unload tonight. You have a forum to vent, and that's what you did, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah, it stuck. It, it, I, I, obviously, it stuck in my craw. You told me not to be bothered by it. I didn't listen. I, but that's so, yeah, there's another thing I failed at. <laughs> Gate. <laughs> there it is. That's the name of this one. Conflate Gate. Conflate Gate. Um, well, I'm I, I I it really did bother me. Only because, as I said, I, I I think it tapped into something that's larger than our show or larger than what we're trying to do. But in the same breath, I do feel like we started this five years ago. It's not our first go around. I don't like being condescended to. Mm. I really don't. Condescension is my least favorite quality in people. Oh, really? It is. It is. I don't like being condescended to. I really don't. You're so angry you didn't pick up on my mock condescension. You. 
How are you, buddy? Let it go. Please sing it. Let it go. No. We sang too much. <laughs> we vowed not to sing again. It's not that we sang too much. We just we did sing a lot. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. Bring in the producer for crying out loud. He's sitting over there, waiting patiently. He's got part his, of the show. He's got his roller derby skates on. You got to make your intro music louder. There you go. He just roller skated in wearing one of those old school baseball jerseys with a KISS logo on the front. It's white with black sleeves. It's a rubber KISS logo on the front of the shirt. And the disco ball is spinning. Here he is. Hey guys, nachos are two for one. Get in on this. Come on. Hey, guy's choice, PJ. Guy's choice. Couple skate, couple skate. God, I love the roller rink. Why is he playing his guitar on the roller skates, though? <laughs> Wouldn't you if you could? Vibe. You're messing with the <laughs> vibe, on. my man. I totally would play guitar if I could roller skate <laughs> into a room playing guitar and sing a song. I would totally do it. It would be the greatest entrance of all time. What an easy way to destroy guitars in case you were looking for a method. <laughs> There's such a built-in Farley sketch there that just... I mean, we could have Bobby Moynihan do it. Whatever we need to do at this point. Just let the me have the... guy flashback waiting to happen. Right. Let me have the fat guy skating, roller skating in with the guitar that he lands on and crushes. Um, hey, Peach, what's, are you pumped for the Super Bowl or what? I'm coming to you live from the top of my stationary bike. I, I will be attempting to do at least five miles during, during the show tonight. This is my new thing. Just a telethon? What? <laughs> I, when you said you were coming to us live from the top of your stationary bike... I imagined you perched on the handlebars. <laughs> I'm riding, baby. I'm riding. Like a hawk. You know, like a hawk waiting to, to swoop down? Well, there are, ba- there are balance Very issues at play right there. I don't think I'm ready for that. Very majestically. Speaking of a Farley sketch waiting to happen. Yeah. These are all Farley sketches. Five you- miles? Five miles? We <laughs> Is there a Dairy Queen at the end of this five miles, or what? Oh, would that there would be, but no. It's my new thing. Are you pedaling now as you speak? No, right now I'm perched in front of the Uvu. Um, On top of the handlebars? No, just in front of the Uvu. (laughs) I sort of got the vision... I feel like Steve Steve needs an anchor. He needs a visual anchor while he's coming down from his rant. So I'm just here so he can look at me. I feel um, like kind of his Clooney. He's Sandra Bullock right now. Nice. And uh, we're going to talk nice it out. Ref. Nice. Ref. By the way, not a great ref. movie. The Gravity. Not even close to a great movie. The Gravity. I didn't see that one. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> <I> was... <laughs> Did you see the Gravity? <laughs> <laughs> What's that George Clooney film? The picture. What's the What's the George Clooney picture? The gravity. The, gra- the gravity. That's a good picture. 
Sandy Duncan. We're Sandy Duncan. (laughs) And Sandra Day. O'Connor? O'Connor. That's correct. (laughs) Supreme Court Justice. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the Super Bowl. Should we start talking about the Super Bowl? Should we call the Swami right now? Speaking of gravity. I mean, we have not had this guy on the program in a good long time. He Is should, there a reason for that? He should. Let's find out. The swearing, don't you remember? <laughs> he should. You. He should kick. I feel like he should kick off our Super Bowl coverage. Don't you think? Hey. Let's see. It doesn't matter what I think anymore. You're calling him. <laughs> it's over, buddy. Let's see. Let's see if we get him. This man, the Swami, uh, a perfect record of picking Super Bowls over the course of all these years. He's got, he's got an absolutely perfect record. 48-0? No? He is 48-0. No. That's right. <laughs> I, I told him there. we'd be calling. I, I told him we'd be calling. It's entirely it's possible. It's entirely possible he's in the tub. Yeah. He might not recognize the number. That's probably why. It's these kind of tactics that lead us to have no listeners. <laughs> let's, let's try to guess who he thinks it could be. This amateurish calling somebody that they're not picking this, up. Who this call could be at who 10 could, o'clock? Who could this guy? And I told him we'd be calling at 1020. So who could this call possibly be? Is he on East Coast time? He is, I, don't, I don't know where he is. Right. As you know, the Swami always calls us from... Parts uh, unknown? Yeah, some sort of strange location or whatever. He could be seven hours ahead. They could have already played the Super Bowl where he is. Which I think would be an unfair advantage. Or he could be sitting right behind you. Or he could be, he could be right behind me. Like, like uh, LL Cool J in uh, Toys. Just camouflage all the time. Like he could just literally walk out of the wall right now. <laughs> <laughs> too deep a cut? Boy, that movie was upsetting. Toys? Yes. Did yeah. you see that movie? So I, thought it, I thought it was a sequel to The Toy. <laughs> it was not what I expected. Like that Alien to Aliens? U.S. <laughs> this is right. U.S. That's U.S. Could you I make think at this point it's fair to say that LL Cool J has probably gotten more acting gigs than he ever expected. Oh, I think LL Cool J's gotten more everything than he's ever expected. <laughs> That's not a knock on him. I mean, just the, the guy became like a media mogul. Here's a good one for you. Sure. Let's tell of the tape it. Let's take a look at LL Cool J and Ice-T and where they started and where they wound up. Ow. Could we save this for the fun load? Because no, no. No, let's we're go. doing it now. Come on. It now. All right, sir. Could who's Who... Was the least likely to develop into what they developed into? It's, I, I'm my vote's Ice T by far and away. And let me just let me just qualify my answer by saying and letting you boys all know that Ice T is in the Pimp Hall of Fame. And and and, and that's not <laughs> like that's, literally that's not my ranking. I beg your pardon. That's correct. He's. I'm he's gonna, in I'm the. I'm gonna need more information. He's in the <laughs> quite literal pimp hall of fame. Is this a physical building? I believe it's a physical building. It, it may be a '67 Cadillac. I don't know, but he is in the pimp hall of fame. So I gotta, I gotta put LL. I mean, I gotta put him far, far 
yeah, iced tea. At least oh, expect, yeah. at least expect you, right? Way, way. This guy wrote Cop Killer, or what, what's the? Isn't that Ice T? Yeah. Well, well, yeah. So now let's bring in Ice Cube to the conversation. All right, sir. Ice T, Law and Order, gritty, salt of the earth guy, plays a cop. Ice Cube been in some family films. Lots of family films. Right. Did he play a nanny at some point? Am I imagining that? He's definitely been more cuddly. I believe he did. I think he did. Right. He also wrote Cop Killer. Didn't he? He was right there with him. I think they were in the same room. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure about where where any of this is going. No, no. Well, it was just it was a comparison because you brought up LL Cool J. Right, and, you know what he's become, and and it made me think of Ice T, and then Ice Cube, and what they've become, and where they came from. It's a magnificent point. I think if you well, were to I rank think them, Ice Cube went looking for all of it, though. Right. I think if you were to rank them, you would go Ice T one, Ice Cube two, and then a distant third is Ladies Love Cool James. So then, who is the most successful right now? Tight. I don't know. I gotta Rank say, them. I gotta say, ladies, we need some deep games. googling for that. Which I Rank don't think them. any of us are willing to do. Well, LO Cool J's on what? An, an uh, NCIS show, right? The NCIS Los Angeles, right? Uh, Ice T's on <laughs> Law and Order, SVU. SVU. So that Ice Cube is in uh, Coors Light commercials. That's right. At this point, so he's got to be third. Probably. Because the guys with TV shows are making a lot of money. Yeah, but Cube, but Cube had the film career. LL Cool J, though, had a film career, has a fitness career. He's written books. I, I got to go LL. Hosted the Grammys. Hosted the Grammys. Mm. I mean, they don't, let, they don't let anybody. What's that? They do let anybody do that? Oh. Maybe we should take host the Grammys out. <laughs> actually, actually, you're hosting the Grammys next week, Peach. He's hosting Grammys, not the Grammys. <laughs> Is that a uh, a grandmother award show? Right, he's hosting this I'm show. I'm hosting Grammys. the Gravities. It's different. <laughs> let's call. <laughs> let's call the Swami back. Let's call him back. Gravities. And the gravity goes to. And the gravity to the ground falls right to the ground. The nominees for most depressing Lars von Trier film are LL Cool J. There he is. The Swine. Ice T. It has been eight years, man. Eight years. Yeah, but they said they said they said with with good behavior, I could get out a lot quicker than that. (laughs) And you're out on the streets. And I'm out on the streets. We'll need you to turn down your radio, buddy. if I could figure out how to turn it off, I would love to. I don't have a radio. I'll, just, I'll think of something. Shut your computer down. Whatever you got to do. There, I, I, I I don't know. I'm doing it. I just put it to another room. <laughs> Go put it in the West Wing. That's hey, what I just did. There he is. I'm sorry for a little tardiness. What happened is that I was 
just getting through the airport and I had to go through the TSA uh, uh, security uh, line, so it wasn't easy. Where are you? Uh, I wish, where, are you che- where are you checking in from? That's the big. Well, question. right now I'm in, right now I'm, I'm I was going to take a direct flight to Phoenix. Okay. Uh, but but I found out if I booked it with several stops along the way, I get a better rate. So right sure. now I am in Duluth, uh, Wisconsin. Do I, what's that, Cal? Can you check? I don't know if that's a place. Yeah, Duluth, Wisconsin. <laughs> Or maybe that's why his rate was so good. (laughs) It's a very ask somebody a a very very small airport. We're talking. They just had the whole place carpeted. We're talking. Not yet, not yet. But but what they did, they opened up the terminal for a couple hours to let our flight land. (laughs) <laughs> that, was, that was awfully nice of them. Have you heard of me? Right uh, now, right now they're rolling out 55-gallon barrels of fuel so they can give us a little extra oomph so we can get over the over the mountains of Wisconsin. Of Wisconsin, probably. <laughs> probably should have taken the southern route. Yes, through uh, but, Delaware. I was thinking through Oklahoma, but. Be that as it may, we are getting close to the Super Bowl. Are you, guys working, are you guys working off the same pages? I'm just, I'm just curious. <laughs> Did I fax the right pages to both of you? We'll, you know, we'll talk about it after the show. Continue. Yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> now, I've been doing some prognosticating uh, privately, and uh, I've been told that I really can't uh, go out in public and uh, kind of like, uh, give you a conflicting uh, pro- prediction that I uh, so I'll go right out right out and go for it now. The Super Bowl will be played this weekend. Gutsy. So you've been a prognosticator for hire. Is that this is like a new CBS? Privately. <laughs> privately. Not for hire. Not not for hire. It's just I do it privately for a, a possible uh, stipend of, of meager meager proportions. Is this like a uh, like a personal chef? Are you like exactly. a personal prognosticator? Yes, which is exactly how I got into this uh, field. Personal chef uh, friend of mine, you know, told this other person that I had some secret talents that were he could possibly utilize. Well, let so right uh, now there's some large there's some large financial uh, things happening. And I, I, I give you a hint, right? Okay. I mean, I don't want to conflict with the puppies that did their predictions already. I don't know if you saw that. We did. We they, did. Uh, we actually, no, we actually what, know that guy. He's a he's a friend of the show. That's Dan Shackner. Do you? You're kidding. He's been and on. Here the I am. Here, here I am. Been on the show. I've been trying to contact Caesar, the the door whisperer. To try and get some insight into whether it's a, a a good deal or not, and you guys know him. Dan is uh, Dan uh, Shackner is an old friend of ours, the guy who hosts the uh, the Puppy Bowl. He's hosting it again this year. Are you are you talking about the dog whisperer, uh, Caesar uh, Chavez? What's no, I had it. Yes, I had it. Not no. Caesar Milan. Caesar Chavez was the person who was organizing the grape 
pickers out in California. Not so you're saying it's not Cesar Chavez. No, no. Right. Cesar right. Milan was the one who was organizing the nose pickers in uh other parts of the country. See, he's back in the Catskills immediately. Man. Um, Swami, we have a lot to get to here. Cal and I both have a few questions I, I, for you, so we're just Well, gonna... okay, go for it because I don't want to get fined for not being on uh, at the right place for the sure. interview. Sure. I'll I'll uh, I'll start us off uh with the Super Bowl. Before we get to your ultimate uh prediction and prognostication, which I'm sure you've been formulating over the last uh, uh ten days and also as a personal prognosticator, new on CBS this fall. Um you'll be you know, you've been working up to this, you've been prognosticating all year. My question Well is, my my wait, let me interrupt. Michael Strahan uh is on my Personal number one to ten roller, you know, Rolodex. So, wow, Just figured I'd throw that out. The Rolodex, <laughs> dropping name dropping and name dropping in 1984. Commercialization <laughs> is knows no bounds. With your Rolodex, you get still a, use the Rolodex. Get, get everyone, everyone still uses Rolodex. They don't want to admit it. You got a good point. It, that's an excellent point. I've always been ashamed to admit I know, it. I still I use know. it. I still have mine. No, but, I know, believe it or not, Rolodex is one of the top-notch names in the uh, uh, secretarial industry. <laughs> He's a fountain of Now, you guys okay. may... You, yeah. My first question is, how much... Okay, because of, the second question is going to probably be followed up after the first question, but go ahead. My first question is, how much do you think the controversy surrounding the Patriots... Glad you brought that up. We'll Let's just wait. Go, cut, cut, cut right to the quick. Glad you brought that up because I have, I, I, I have a right. I have a little piece of information that very few people are privy to. I happen to know where the hidden air that was stolen out of those footballs went. Is this an exclusive? Exclusive here. One point seven ounces of air from each ball was taken and put into a thermos that is now in a locker in, in the uh, Port Authority bus terminal in New York. <laughs> that would be, if that were true, that would be the greatest thing that ever happened in the history of sports. If that were true... I'm sorry. Excuse me. If that were true? No, that's that, true. <laughs> that would be unbelievable. And, that, and, we, and I was understood... That it could be sold off in portions, or it could be sold off there as is. a whole lot. There's the money making. So, right there you go. Did and you, it's kept at a constant temperature. A, did that have an effect on? Not according to Bill Belichick. Did that have an effect yes. on on your prognostication? Not did at that, all. Did that factor in at all? It didn't. Okay. No, as you know, I take every possible opportunity. I know. To, Every variation, every every uh, deviation, I take that all into consideration. Okay, Cal, your first question for the Swan before we get to the big prediction. Well, oh, uh, about the game, or I my question is, what purpose would this air be serving in the Port Authority <laughs> in New York? It's being what secreted there until the, it's being secreted there until the sale has become final, at which time the transfer will be made. Oh, getting very, right. 
It's getting very clandestine. Okay, uh, PJ, your first question for the Swami about his prognostication for Super Bowl Forty Nine. PJ. I think he fell off the bike. <laughs> I think he fell out. But, you know, either that or he's trying to either that or he's trying to make a, trying to make a bid per ounce on the missing air. Is it on eBay? This air? I was on the no, 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 no. This is this is on a uh, a black network. Oh, oh. <laughs> like a like a black market. Oh boy. Like oh, boy. no, no, like black ops. Yeah, I'll take that type. Oh of thing. yeah. yeah. Uh, PJ, your question uh, for the Swami leading up to his prediction for Super Bowl Forty Nine. Uh, what do you think about Tom Brady's cold? What do I think about what? Tom Brady's cold. That's what he thought you said. What cold? His, oh, this is the purpur- sniffles. Yeah, well, no, this is not a confirmed medical diagnosis, you know. I understand that. Well, I think, look, we like to, how can I put it? We like to feel that the Patriots will use every edge they can. Ah. So if they can let the opponents think that they could possibly have a, a tainted a tainted quarterback there. I don't how think it's going to affect them one bit. By the way, guys, in all seriousness, all three of you, how is it possible that the Swami, right here on this program, just revealed an angle about Tom Brady's cold that I have seen nowhere. Like how, that, that, that's an What angle. do you mean, how is it possible? That's what he does. I know, but, I, but seriously, this is Super Bowl coverage we're talking about. I have seen that nowhere. The idea that they leaked that to make, to make the Seahawks think that he's sick, to gain an, a, a competitive advantage. How is that that nobody – I have not – have you seen that angle? Nope. This is how the schnapps helps the Swami. This is why we let him have it. I mean, it's unbelievable, Swami. That anybody is, uh, who has anybody who hasn't come up, uh, yeah, listen, anyone who hasn't come up with that fact actually probably was born on January twenty eighth, or they were born yesterday, because most anybody who's with it, uh, ranging from the lowliest bookie in Las Vegas all the way to the big guys overseas and uh, the, the better uh, betting gambling. You know, like uh, Hong Kong, like that, Singapore. They all know that Belichick stops at nothing. What would it be? What would it be for someone to say, "Hey, guess what? I understand he's not going to be one hundred percent because he's uh, got a cold." Yeah, it's brilliant. It should happen. Here's my second question. Dishonesty. (laughs) News at eleven. Here's my. uh, Well, I don't. Yeah. Here's my second question, Swam. So you have uh, – these teams are a fantastic matchup, right? You have the, the Patriots who, since their loss to the uh, Bengals, have been averaging uh, – or to the Chiefs have been averaging 35 points a game, one of the better offenses in the NFL, if not the best offense in the NFL. Um, and then you have the Seahawks who had a historic run over the last seven or eight games of the season, holding opponents you know, under, I think, like nine points a game. So their defense is legendary. They're coming off a, an improbable victory in the NFC Championship game. And we have a rare situation where I think we have the clear-cut best two teams out of each conference facing each other, and one is an offensive juggernaut and not too, you know, not too shabby on defense. Whoa, 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 whoa. A, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of assumptions. And, and the other one is a defensive juggernaut that also has a, a proficient offense. So 
We had a great. Are you on? Are you on any? Are you on anybody's payroll for all these flowery adjectives and uh, just the just the league? I don't know. You know, the Seahawks got into this last game, not exactly uh, triumphant. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, but but if you just take the two teams and the seasons that they had, um, you have a a great matchup here. Um, But we had we were supposed to have a great. Great matchup last year, where the Broncos had right. this unstoppable offense and the Seahawks had this unstoppable defense. So, my question is: seeing as this matchup on paper looks like a fantastic one, when you're making your prognostication, do you think one of those or did one of those strengths come to the forefront? So that the Seahawks being not a not really, team? not really. I went back. I went back into uh, the beginning of the season, tracking it all the way through, and saying. The fact is, the teams that started that season were not the same teams that ended it. That's very true. That's very, very true. They both sort of had a uh, uh, a revelatory moment where they put it all together, and they were supposedly, uh, both teams that were supposedly uh, not dead in the water, but sort of finished at one point, and the teams that finished are the two best teams in, in, the, uh, in, in, in football. Do you expect a close right. game, Swamp? No. Wow. Cal, your second question? That was my second question. <laughs> without without hesitancy, I've seen some of the pundits. They've gone with the 21-17. They've gone 24-21. They've, they had a spread anywhere between one to five points, one to six points, and I don't think it's going to happen. I, I do have a second question. Okay. I don't want your prediction just yet because we're okay, saving that for the for the big finale. But okay. let's just say somebody, uh, a friend of mine, entered a Super Bowl pool with those boxes. You're familiar with those, right? I've heard about those boxes. Yes. In fact, I saw a blank form on your website. Yes, that's right. That's probably from a, a few years ago. But, it doesn't matter. Same boxes, same, yeah. It's all the same. You're right. There you go. Let me ask you, what what numbers do you think would be good numbers to have in this game? I don't need to oh, know the, who has the numbers. I just give me the numbers. I understand. I, I the, the the traditional numbers, you know, that are, that are the money the money makers uh, have to stand out. You know, the sevens, the fours. You know, there are everybody every now and then somebody gets a five. And they try and mathematically figure how can I get a five, you know? Uh, well, I know how to do. I didn't ask you. I didn't ask you the question. How was it done? I oh, know no, how I just, it's done. No, okay. no I know no, what you were doing. You were trying. That's right. You were just assuming I was just a plebeian uh, at this game. Okay. But anyhow, what I, uh, a seven is always a good number. A seven is a good number. A nine isn't bad. People say nines are terrible. You give me three field goals, I'll give you a nine. <laughs> or yeah. you give me a you give me a touchdown without the point after, and, and a field goal, I'll give you a nine. So nine's not not really out of the, uh, the realm of possibility. So what number would I if I had a choice to pick my numbers? Well, no. What I wanted to know is what with these two teams, what kind of numbers do you see? That, that I'd have to give you a prediction. I mean, like if I said nine, that would either be nine, nineteen, twenty-nine, thirty-nine, which is kind of tough. So, you know, yeah. uh, I'm just trying to tell you: are you t- are you 
are you posing the question as what numbers would I select? Could I select? If I you could select you them, on, yeah, yeah. If you could select yeah. them on your own, if I could select them on my own, okay. I would go to zero. I'm not saying for which team, right? And I'd go with a four. All right. Uh, I have a, a PJ apparently has gotten back on the bike, so I'm going to ask another question, and then uh, pretty soon we're, we're is he we're, is he sitting on it? He, I hope so. He was perched before. Oh, okay. Now he may be doing like one of those circus things where he's like got his arms out in the air and he's just doing the one leg thing and um uh, <laughs> maybe he's laying him, on the seat he, with his arms out. That imagery that that imagery brings you know just stirs up a whole. Uh, never mind. But go ahead. Yeah. Maybe he's doing the Laverne and Shirley, and he's got his wife on the handlebars, and she's doing the, uh, she's got the kerchief, <laughs> the kerchief on that's her not, head. That's my, sounds more like Butch Cassidy and Sundance that's Kid. That's right. It could be raindrops keep falling on my head. Um, there you go. Okay, so there was um, some, spe- you know, Russell Wilson had a, an awful game last week, right? Uh, but he was able to rally at the end, make the big pass in overtime. I, um, I don't think he had an awful game. Well, it's not awful he got, if you win, he got, right? He, 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 got, he got a double you in the win column. That's all that counts, right? Right. Uh, absolutely. But um, you, you have uh, teams with two of uh, the better quarterbacks in football. You have uh, two teams that each have an elite cornerback in Darrell Revis and Richard Sherman, right? You have uh, two teams that um, have coaches who have won the Super Bowl before. Um, do you give an edge... At those three spots, quarterback, the cornerback, which is very big in these games, and the head coach, do you give an edge to one team or the other? No. You pretty pretty no. evenly match, you think? I don't think they're going to mean that much. Okay. So where do you I see mean, the game? You, so then, where where is the where is what the what 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 was the one what was the one thing that the Patriots did last week uh, that destroyed the other team aside from using. You know, possibly cheating. They ran you, and you, threw the ball quite successfully. Right. And how was their defense? How was the Patriots' defense last week? Very, very good. Yeah. I mean, well, what were they defending against? Well, a- Andrew Luck um, uh, obviously is, a, is a, an extraordinarily talented quarterback, but that team has a very porous offensive line. And, there you uh, they go. Were able, they were able to shut down any sort of run for the Colts. So, how many minutes were the Patriots? How, how many minutes was the Patriots offense uh, on the field compared to the defense? A lot. There you go. Right. Put all these things together. Throw that game right out. All Throw right. that game right out of your, your prognostication. You know, I have and, a feeling that this is going to be. A football game, rather than you know, again with yeah. Please, exactly. be but wait, please be careful on that limb you're standing on. Please. No, no. When I say football game, I'm talking about a football game. I'm not talking about a circus game. I'm not talking about a a, a destructive force of evil coming across the field. That's a football game. Right. You know the offense is going to go out. They're all pumped up. You know you can't say later on. Well, I really wasn't up to it. Because if you're not up for a Super Bowl game, you better you know hang up your cleats. But uh, I I I actually feel there's talent on both sides in all areas. Yeah, I mean who's got who's got the better center? 
Well, that would be the Seahawks because the Patriots Center has been injured. Well, there you go. Start at the basics. If you got a really good center, you got a foot in the door, don't you? You do. Absolutely. You're, you're making of a good Of course, they'll be, concentrating the on, they'll be concentrating on the quarterbacks, but what, in good, you know, what good is a quarterback if your center is Meshuggah? So he's, so he's an old sense. He's an old Jewish man. Your center, <laughs> not necessarily ethnically Jewish. Just happen to speak Yiddish. Cal, one more one more question for the Swam, and then let's get the prediction. No, I think we're good. Let's. You got another one? I, I my only other question is, um, I, I do have one more. Yeah, just good. as far as factoring into your uh, prediction, Swam, and that is. Look, we know you never make it personal. Never. But I but I know from having known you for a number of years now, you don't you don't like cheaters. Well, you know what they say. Are you I don't like cheaters. To, that's what they you, say. That's what they, they do say that. They say <laughs> that, it all the time. All the <laughs> time. There's a couple things they say when you walk in a room. One of them is More than likely. Here comes a swami. That guy does not like cheaters. I don't um, like them at all. Were you able to keep that out of your of your prediction? Think about this. Has this been the first time that the Patriots have been accused of some kind of yeah, less than uh, professional demeanor? No, sir. No. And I've kept that out of the mix all these years, so why can't I do it for this game? You you can, and, and we should note... I have. have. I, I, you, I can you have, have been right. You have been right on every uh, Patriots Super Bowl prediction uh, that you have ever made. This is their sixth. Which trip puts a lot of pressure on this Patriots Super Bowl prediction. It's a, a lot of pressure. So, lot without further pressure. ado, let's go to commercial, and then when we come okay. back, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, let's uh, let's have it, Swam. Here it is. Go get them. What do you got? Super Bowl Forty Nine. I'm going with Seattle. <laughs> That's it. It's in, everybody. It's in. The puff of white smoke has come out of the RTU chimney. The the pick is in. It's Seattle, everybody. People are frantically racing to phones and getting with their bookies, and, and uh, Twitter is ablaze right now, Swam. It's, it's, it's on fire. Seattle. All those, things being, all those things being said, remember one thing. It's a 50-50 coin course, so if you wanted to play that route, I don't do it with coins. I do it with what I consider facts of the past. I go to the basics, and I have. I like the fact that, sounds silly, but Seattle's got a better center. Special teams, let me ask you guys a question. You guys are the experts. Special teams, who's got a better special team when it comes to uh how should we say, uh, uh, offense, offense special teams. Cal, you want to you handle that one? Offensive special teams? Yeah. Yeah, who's, who's got a better punt returner and kick returner? I would say the Pats by a lot. I would say the Pats have a big advantage there because Edelman is a very solid punt returner and uh, their, their punter, Seattle's punter is not very good. Right. And they don't have Percy Harvin anymore. If the Seahawks still had Percy Harvin, you would give a huge edge to the Seahawks. But they don't. 
And I think the Patriots have a significant edge on special teams here. They have a fantastic kicker in, in uh, Gostkowski, and they have uh, Julian Edelman, who's both shorthanded and can break one at some point. And you know what, Swami, you bring up a great point, because these teams are so evenly matched. That's, it may come down to special teams. It may come down to a special teams mistake. It's like that Giants uh, 49ers NFC Championship game a couple of years ago, right? Those two teams were so evenly matched. It was a complete grudge match, and it came down to uh, – I can't remember the, the, the kid's name, but um, it came down to that, that kid you know, mis, mishandling a punt. And that was basically going to decide the well, game. If that, ha- if that hadn't happened, those two teams might have still been playing. <laughs> Cause, cause, think about Green Bay and Seahawks, uh, that game. Right, right? The fake, uh, the fake well, field goal, sure. Well, no, the not so much kick. the fake field goal. The, the two points. Kick. Well, no, the two points that oh, they the went for. That's right. A two-point conversion. If the guy doesn't make a two-point conversion, Seattle's playing golf. Yeah, and, and how did well, they make it? They got their quarterback running for his life, trying to figure out when's his, you know, who's going to be able to uh, follow the nine one one number for him, and he throws it in the direction of the field, you know, the, the goalpost. And these guys are standing down; they're looking up at each other, saying, "Whoa, I, I think there's a, what the hell, is that? you know." And lo and behold, <laughs> Seattle jumps up. Grabbed the ball, and the other yep. guy didn't even stick his hand up. Yeah, but I, for me, that was the game right there. That was the game. It's a, it, it really is one of the more mystifying plays I've ever seen in a football game. I mean, yeah. it was a, it was a jump ball on a two point yeah. conversion, Most, and uh, it, you know, even in, it, it, yeah, even in uh, the, the basic football touch football anything, they always say, "Go ahead and block it." Yeah. Right, and, and he's so I'm saying to myself, well, I don't know, maybe I, you don't want to be doubtful, but maybe he had visions of something happening in his head. Well, yeah, you know, I don't know, but so to me that was it. Not wanting to dwell on it, but the special teams, uh, you know, if you take for the Pats and you take the Seahawks, special teams they got good and bad on both sides. I'm going with the Patriots. No, I'm not. I <laughs> you thought I was taking it back? No way. Oh, we're paying attention. Scared you there, right? No, I'm going with Seattle. I think they're going to go back and you know. Uh, and repeat. I guess they'll have. The, I was just going to say. I guess they'll have their uh, ticket tape parade in the rain again. But you know, is there anything that you do in Seattle that's not in the rain? Yes. You go to the airport to try and get out. Of, you go to the airport to try and get out of the rain. Can you give us the uh, score? We know it involves a zero and a four. We just don't know where. No, no, no. I don't think it's going to be a zero and a four. You asked me what numbers would I pick. Oh, those are good I... numbers to have. Right, right. Yeah, they'd be great numbers to have. Right. You know. What's the final score of this game, Swamp? Oh, final score. Let's figure this out. He's doing the calculations uh, right as we speak, everybody. Well, only only for the simple fact I, I have to... You know, take into you know, we threw out the weather. Has anybody taken the weather into consideration? No. Well, there's a dome, this is not a, right? <laughs> yeah. What size is that? You know, this this is uh, a uh, controlled atmosphere. Maybe that's it. I just thought it. You know, I feel like Thomas the Tank Engine. An idea just flew into my funnel. Wow. <laughs> Maybe somehow 
the Patriots can control the inside temperature there you of go. the stadium. I don't know. I wouldn't put anything past them. All you right, let's go for a... The... Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, let's go for a, uh, uh, a scoring of... Uh, I don't know if it'll be an even score. Uh, let's try 27... Yeah, let's try. Well, let's do better. Let's try twenty. Yeah, I guess. Carry, so. carry the two. We'll, we'll go to twenty. Yeah, no, twenty-seven. Uh, twenty-seven. Uh, to I guess we're gonna try for three. Twenty-seven to twenty. All right. Well, twenty-seven to nineteen, even worse. Let's really go. Twenty-seven to nineteen. Never been done before. Twenty-seven, nineteen. Look that up in your look that up in your statistics. Oh my God, man, they get nineteen. <laughs> I don't, I don't think a twenty-seven, nineteen score has ever happened. You're right. I don't think that so. Great. Nineteen has got to be a toughie. Nineteen's nineteen's tough to get at. There are a whole bunch of people in a whole bunch of pools in those box yeah. pools who are really hoping you're right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> really, really like that. All I know is I love I love to watch the last couple of minutes of a game when they you have you're sitting there and your number is just three points away from the winning score for the football final boxes and your team goes downfield and they're ahead of the game so why should they try they could go down and just kick another field goal and give you your three points advantage but they just stop a couple of minutes short they. They take the a knee and they go off the field, you know, triumphant. And you're sitting there yelling at the television, <laughs> "Why didn't you kick the field goal?" <laughs> have you uh, have you ever won one of those box pool swamp? Uh, I can't say I haven't, so I will say I have. All right, sir. How about you, Cal? Have you ever won one of those box pools? No, never. No, never. Not even a quarter. Maybe. Some at some point, I I don't recall. You're not running for office here. Sign, not significant I if I ever did. That's for sure. How wow. about this though? For how about this for a, a piece of history? The time I did win it, I didn't know what numbers I had because I couldn't. This is before like the modern uh, communication devices we have right. these days. But I could not get my numbers from the person who was running the pool. <laughs> Oh, that's right. I I was told just call up, we'll give you your numbers, and every time I would call up, I get beep, beep, beep. <laughs> so not so only it not was, only wasn't the nothing, the internet, but I, there were still busy signals. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh yeah, definitely busy signals. And I and I after the game was over, I completely dismissed this as a possibility. When I got a call uh, from uh, a friend of mine telling me I was really a lucky guy. And I oh, said, like, what nice. are you talking about? He said, come on, you know. And and I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And the guy said, no, stop sandbagging me. Don't rub it in just because you won the pool. And I said, hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a bittersweet victory. Did you uh, did you get any uh, in any for this year, Swamp? I think I might have gotten in one or two or three or four or five. Yeah, no, because I got in. Seven, eight. Yeah, seven or eight. No, I did get in a couple, only to, oh, only right. to keep some interest going in the game. 
Yes, I am. Uh, I am in two as well. Cal, are you in any? Ah, I am. Yeah. You are. Did you? Are you willing numbers? to share your numbers, Cal? Um, I will give you. I have seven and three. You what? You have whoa. Three. I do. Seven how, how about a partner in this? You looking for a partner in your? Uh, I have Seattle seven, New England three. Oh, pretty, man is sitting on a gold pretty mine. Good. Pretty, pretty good. I'm hoping that's good. Yeah, that is seven, pretty good. I also have seven and six. Wow. Ew, wow. You are really. What you, who picked your numbers for you? This Those are my good ones. That, really? I also have a take that to dinner. I got four boxes. You got four boxes, wow. in, all in the same pool or in different pools? Uh, it's uh, one and three, one and one, three and another. And are these big money pools or are these nicely, nicely? No, these are actually one one pool is for a day off at work. What? <laughs> what do you got? What do you got? What? That's how do you? Wait, wait, wait! I want to know what you have to put up to get a day off. No, you're not gonna what, do you, what do you lose? What do you lose if you don't win? No, nothing. It's just it was a promotion that they did at work where they kind of you know like when they give away gift cards for employees instead of giving gift cards away they put everybody's name in a Super Bowl box. Wow! Wow! Yeah, pretty neat. They didn't do that in lieu of like a uh, a bonus or something, right? A uh, week's pay. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, I don't know if that's as much fun having a Super Bowl box without wagering anything. How you doing? You want a box? You take a box. We we'll give them away. That's, yeah, yeah. It's a, they're they're free. PJ, are you in any yeah. boxes, Peach? He went to sleep. I, uh, I stopped gambling. <laughs> off the bike. I stopped gambling because I have won everything I've ever done. You win all the time. They don't even let you in you, box pools. Anything, any game of chance, any poker game, you, you've seen me. Um, I'm one of the you. most infuriatingly lucky people when it comes to wagering, so I you just really don't are. do it anymore. You really Probably are. a pleasure and, to be around. But, You're a delight. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I, you know, March Madness, you fill out the big brackets. Um, I've, I've finished in the top three sometimes with, with those, not knowing a thing about anything. No, you know nothing about college basketball. I can right. I can confirm that. Right. Yeah. Take everything I know about uh, uh, the NFL and then subtract eight hundred percent, and that's my knowledge of college ba- of basketball. <laughs> and you finish in third. Yeah I, yeah, I do. I do okay. I do pretty well. well who did you uh, pick? Who did you pick for this year's Super Bowl then? So we all know who's going to win without even watching. I could get some sleep. I, uh, I I don't reveal. It's not fair. Oh, look at that. <laughs> look at that. It's not fair. Where did you Where did you take your, 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 your I don't know, where Where did you get your coaching lessons from on this subject? Belichick? <laughs> wow. He just called you Bill Belichick. That's not nice. That's all right. I Are you wearing a hoodie? Different. Are you wearing a hoodie right now? Yes, on the bike. On the bike. On the bike. <laughs> I recently I played a scratch-off lotto ticket, and I won 35 bucks. Nobody likes the you very much. Cost, was that, wait, wait, wait. I, I, have to, I have to ask this question because 
my skepticism knows no bounds. Was that the only time you ever bought a scratch-off ticket? You don't understand, Swami. Anytime I touch one of these things, I win. Well, that means that you bought some at other times and also won. You never bought one, scratched it, and lost. I have won at the money wheel at the at the Trump Taj Mahal. I think I'm the only guy. <laughs> this is, we're I talking about a guy who wins a lot. Yeah, I put down $5 and hit 45 to 1. Everybody's jaw dropped. I took my money and ran. I'm not it gonna, just I'm, happens to me. I'm not going to lie to you, Peach. The Swami goes to, uh, he may, on occasion, take a trip to Aqueduct, to the casino yeah. there, uh, every sure. once in a while. Are you available? Maybe next Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll uh, we'll meet up. That'll be fine. I won't know what I'm doing, but that probably won't hinder the process. <laughs> uh, I love it, uh, Swam. We're gonna we're gonna wrap up uh, and do a couple more Super Bowl things. Well, you before you guys enjoy the enjoy the commercials, enjoy the halftime show. I think there's just been generally too much. Uh, non-football uh, information going on about the Super Bowl. I think people have been trying to, you know, grasp for straws to try and drum up some interest. Uh, I knew a perfect way to do it, but I'm not allowed to divulge that over the air. Wow. But, uh, yeah, yeah, because in, in today's society, I know exactly how to do that, but I wasn't going to, you know, give that information out to the major networks that would have hopped on it, you know. Smart. But, uh now, I will tell you in private. In Thank private. you. I, I can't wait. Mm. Fantastic. Well, so listen, I, I, know, I know this venue may be going overseas, and any uh, people who are still uh, sensitive to the Charlie Hebdo uh, situation, uh, oh they'll know what I'm talking about. Sure, sure. Uh, well, okay. uh, thanks for coming back on the show. And, uh, you know, let's not make it uh, three years again here, buddy. We missed you. I'll have to have my phone charged. Good luck in Duluth, by the way. Right. It's a great little town. <laughs> Everything is closed Duluth, right Wisconsin. now. Duluth, Wisconsin. Exactly. Yeah. You guys are thinking of the other Duluth. Do they have like a? Do they have like a crazy chip on their shoulder about the other Duluth? Like, These do they have T-shirts t- 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 at the airport right. that say "Not that Duluth." Not that, no, they they don't they don't have signs in this airport. It's that small. <laughs> Do you ever notice that on some some airports they have a revolving light that goes on twenty four hours a day just to keep uh, any sure. aircraft in the neighborhood? This one only does it, you know, sporadically. <laughs> it's on from like uh, ten to ten forty five. That's about it. Every other hour. Right, you have to save electricity. I mean, they, they, look. No doubt about not... it. Was... <laughs> All right, Swam. Well, enjoy the game, buddy, and we'll talk to you soon. Uh, take care. Bye, guys. Stay right. safe. Goodbye. The Swami, everybody. I've missed him. Swami. Hasn't lost a thing. Nope. Hey, um, let's let's talk about this game uh, a little bit. Because okay. um um there's a, there's a number of things that have just flooded my head, Bri, that I yeah. wanted to L- talk to you about. Unload. Let's go. Um, you did it again. Why did I do? You keep you. You said I unloaded at the top of the show, which I did, and now you're bringing it back. And 
I didn't mean unload. I mean let it let it all let it flow. I feel like you're pu- I feel like you're pushing the brand a little bit. Well, ready to are you ready to unload you know, yes. your thoughts? Yes. You know what that's all about. I've discussed this. Yes. Like in like in the movie when you name the name of the movie in the dialogue of the movie. <laughs> that's right. Right. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that guy is a top gun. That's I got to send you guys to Top Gun. You're going to get your dream shot. That's it's right there. It's it's actually in there. Yeah, that's what that's so that's why I I I like to use it a lot. Or when Obi-Wan Kenobi says, "These are the Star Wars. The the Clone Wars were before. These are the the Star Wars." Like that. Like when he did that. Daniel San, you are the karate kid. <laughs> so you must fight. I have a fun mode. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi, what do you mean? I'm the karate kid. <laughs> you are a kid. Daniel LaRusso, the karate kid's going to fight. <laughs> it's, Put you him can... in a body bag. The karate kid. <laughs> Put him in a body bag. There are, there are, we could do that in so many ways. It's like '80s movies, like where it really doesn't belong, and they put it in. Like Ghostbusters, it's in, obviously, because it's Ghostbusters. But like uh, Teen Wolf, you know? <laughs> hey, there he is. It's the Teen Wolf. He's a wolf who's a teenager. Teen Wolf. I'm not gonna let some wolf screw things up for me. Especially not Teen Wolf. Especially not the Teen Wolf. <laughs> I always, uh, I we've talked about this, um, and they've talked about it on Comedy Bang Bang a ton. But the uh, the idea when the name of the song is in the song, right? But we we never talked about the name of the movie being in the movie and being movie? really really out of place, right? <laughs> and Top Gun was a great example because it's actually in there. I know. He actually says, you know. Son, we live in a world with walls. And those walls have to be guarded by a few good men. Who's going to do it? See? You could have worked it right in. Right. Could have worked it right in. Nobody would have been the wiser. Nobody would have known. <laughs> Doc, we got to get back to the future. They see. They say it a bunch there, though. Yeah, I know. That's the worst Michael J. Fox impression ever. It's a tremendous Michael J. Fox impression. It won a contest once. <laughs> the hell's a gigawatt? Okay, so a couple things on this game. Yeah. There's always a ton of noise leading up to the Super Bowl um, because it's two weeks and because of the media attention and stuff like that. But this this year, between Deflate Gate and uh, then, of course, Richard Sherman and talking about Marshawn Lynch, I just want to ask you, and, and then I want to talk about football, but I just want to ask... You, Bri, because I'm really interested. I had this conversation with my buddy Jess the other day about the whole Marshawn Lynch thing. And I wonder, you know, you saw Richard Sherman's comments about, you know, a a reporter asking Marshawn Lynch to do it or the league asking Marshawn Lynch to do interviews like this is akin to, you know, a reporter being asked to go out on the field and tackle Marshawn Lynch. Like, it's, it's that difficult for him and... You know, Richard Sherman said NFL personnel. I mean, he's been 
un- he he took last year and upped it by fifty percent. Yeah. Yeah, he doubled down on last year. Excuse me. Um Zintite. Thank you. Um but he said that, you know, look, if we have to be available for interviews, why doesn't all NFL personnel have to be available for interviews? Why doesn't Roger Goodell have to do a press conference every week? And some of the stuff he's saying, I'm right there with him. I agree. I agree too. Do you think the the righteous indignation of some of these reporters about Marshawn Lynch is laughable, right? Yeah, well, look. The righteous indignation of most reporters about most everything is laughable. That we we could have a, an entire side conversation on that. You know, the high horse is is is, you know, it's like a stampede of high horses. Would that be a thing? That could be a thing. Yeah. And there and on all of those high horses are these media people. Right. Right? Help with me their, out. With their, what's, what, what, what is the, uh, the disability that Lynch has with the, with the uh, press? Well, he most, he most likely has social anxiety disorder or ADD. Or, okay. I, I mean, That's he, what I figured. He likely has something, some affect that's legitimate that and of course now I think he's Marshawn Lynch is being insightful Cal at this point I think he is which I I, again I have no problem with but I think I think he has been I don't I don't think it's been a one way like he's being insightful for the sake of being insightful I think that this has gone back and forth between the media and him to the point where they're where they're each antagonizing the other Totally agree. But Marshawn Lynch isn't taking the stance of, well, I'm not doing anything. I'm just trying to do my job. Yet the reporters are playing the victim card. Right. That's right. Even though they're both responsible for it. Yep. They Absolutely. No, that's right. And they – I just am not bothered. A, I'm not bothered by it. B, I'm sort of amused by it, and I see his point. You know why I'm amused by it? And I don't, I don't know why. You, I'll ask you why you're amused by it. I'm not going to ask you. You're just going to tell me. <laughs> why do I have to ask you? You just said you were amused by it. Uh, okay. We can make it work that way. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you why I'm amused, and then I want to hear why you're amused. Let's do it that way. No? Sure. Okay. Um, I'm amused by it just because of the, 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 the state of uh, sports media right now. Right. Because of the, the high horsitude that's going on in sports media and how they take they make everything life or death and so serious and and they 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 stand on top of the mountain and and cast their 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 condescension on people. You know what I mean? Yep. So because they do that and because that's the way sports media is these days it yeah. it, is, it is I I'm I'm getting a kick out of Marshawn Lynch kind of making them dance a little bit. Okay, I I I like that. I like that a ton. For the exact same reasons that you just said, I feel the same. That's why I'm amused by it too. Like now he's at the point where he's like, he's sort of just seeing how much he can piss them off, right? And right. seeing how very upset they can get. And they're getting very upset. They're getting very upset. 
Anyway, I just wanted to get your opinion on that. It's, That's my it's, opinion. It's a, it's a small part. I mean, the noise out of this Super Bowl has been incredible. And it's taken away from the fact that this is a fantastic matchup. Like, that smacked me in the face on, I think it was Monday. I was like, wow. I, like, I haven't looked forward to watching a Super Bowl in a while. And but you are? I am. A, a lot. Okay. You have two... You know, this has all been said and, and and done, but you have two, the two best teams at the end of the year are playing each other. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Right. And you have two top five quarterbacks. I, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find four guys. You, you can find four guys you're taking over Russell Wilson. You're not going to take many more than that. Right? Four. Who are the who who are the four guys you're definitely taking over Russell Wilson? I'm taking Brady. Yep. I'm taking uh Peyton Manning. Yep. I'm taking um Andrew Luck. Okay. I am taking Aaron Rodgers. Yep. I'm probably taking Drew Brees. This year? Over over Russell Wilson? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um this year, you yeah, might have to I mean, take Romo. As, as currently constituted, yeah. You might have to take Tony Romo over maybe, this year. Maybe Tony Romo. This year. Maybe. Um, you might have to take Matthew Stafford over him this year. No, no chance. Okay. No chance. Never mind. No, no, just because you, 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 you aren't going by this year, but you're also going by Russell Wilson's body of work. You're going by which quarterback would you take if you want to win a Super Bowl? You know what I mean? I'm talking body of work, but I'm also talking about this year. Okay. So, I wouldn't put Stafford there. The other five guys, I definitely would. I don't know if I'm putting Romo there either. Hmm. I don't know if Romo makes that throw in overtime after he throws four picks during the game. Maybe not. But, but your point but, but is you could make you could make the argument five. for Romo. He's top six. Them. Yeah, that's fine. You have a top three quarterback and a top six quarterback in the league. So you have two extraordinarily elite cornerbacks. You have the two best cornerbacks probably in football. Right. Finally facing each other after, you know, talking smack both uh, legitimate and then, of course, manufactured once Richard Sherman got paid. Right. Um, facing off each, against each other. So you have neutralizers, like you have a guy who can neutralize the other team's best wide receiver. Mm -hmm. Then you have Gronkowski, who like nobody has an answer for. Is Cam Chancellor an answer for that? Like you have that matchup. Right. You have no offensive weapons on uh, on the wide receiver front that you're really scared of. Like does Doug Baldwin scare you? No, because Darrell Revis can shut him down. Ah, but who's going to stop Marshawn Lynch? Like Chris Ivory rushed for 175 yards against the Patriots. So you have that, you have Marshawn Lynch, you have the best running back in, one of the best running backs in the game, and obviously the best running back in this game there. And then you have two head coaches. That one, one guy's won a national championship and a Super Bowl, the other guy's the greatest coach in the history of the game. Hmm. You have the two teams also, and this is my favorite, Cal. You have the two teams that are the best at making halftime adjustments and in-game adjustments in the league. 
Yeah, the two coaches yep. that are best at that. You're two right. coaching staffs, the best at making in-game and halftime adjustments in football, facing mm-hmm. each other. It's a chess match, baby. So I'm I'm excited for this matchup. Like all the noise aside, I am really looking forward to watching this. Hey, you know who's on the line? Rick Ryan. Cool. Wants to talk football, though. I made him promise he cannot talk about the Islanders because I didn't watch the game tonight. Bring him in. I DVR'd it. So no spoilers from Rick Ryan. Hey, he wants to talk about the Super Bowl. This is a guy, Cal, that we've watched the Super Bowl with. Yes. In our youth. This is a guy who we've watched the Super Bowl with. He's an old buddy of ours from Comac. Now of Philadelphia, now lives down in, in Philly. Poor guy. He's called the program before. It's been years. It's uh, our buddy Rick Ryan. Hey, Rick. Gentlemen, good evening. And uh, up, I Rick? will keep all of my eye on their comments. Hush, hush for Mr. San Pietro. Thank you, sir. Um, but uh, I'm definitely willing to talk football. Um, I was just listening to your comments. Steve, uh, and I will say this and then let you actually maybe come back. Here's what I see of the Super Bowl, and to tack on to what you're saying, if you are a football enthusiast, it is an excellent Super Bowl. X's and O's, it is phenomenal. If you are a football fan that just loves the Super Bowl for the Super Bowl, it's an absolute snoozer. And people that I've talked to, like around work and blah, 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 that aren't necessarily football enthusiasts, flat out just are not excited about the Super Bowl because Brady's been there, he's old. Right? He's been there, done that, blah, blah, blah. Marshall Lynch doesn't want to talk to anybody. The Seahawks are pretty boring in the fact they're a great defense, run, etc. There's no Manning. There's no Aaron Rodgers. These faces that the casual fan came to love. So that's what I would add to that little chat that you and Cal were just having. I'm going to bump that over to PJ because PJ is the uh, the third man in, the casual fan, as it were. Peach, juice on this game or what? I'm on the bike. What? <laughs> PJ from the exercise bike. Go. Listen, I'm breathing heavy. I just did an uphill route. This better be good. Um, this would be, by the way, I just would like to suggest to all you guys that we have a new format for the news. Like, wouldn't it be great if we threw it to PJ and he was on an exercise bike, like, just in the studio? Like, <laughs> like the anchor was like, and now here's PJ with the weather, and he's just on an exercise on bike. a bike. Yeah, just on an exercise <laughs> bike. There's a uh, there's a cold front coming in, uh, so you're gonna want to <laughs> hold on, going uphill. Hold Ooh, on, burn. hold on. Oh my calves. It's a good burn. <laughs> Rick says that there's uh, uh and we should again preface this by saying uh, Rick is no stranger to Cal and I. We've known Rick for a really long time. It is great to talk to you, buddy. Thank you for calling in the program. Um. 
And uh, Rick says there's no juice here for the casual fan. Is that true? Uh, no, I'm very interested. You are. Mm. I'm interested. I'm interested because uh, uh, on the heels of the Seattle game, which okay. was a how did they get here? What happened? My okay. goodness. You know, compare the first quarter to the fourth quarter of that game. It's like, where did this team come from? Does Can they defl- do it again? Does Deflategate play into it for the casual football fan? No. No. That's really? a media distraction. <laughs> okay, Coach no, Belichick. No, Deflategate only matters for people who like to hate on teams. Okay. If you're looking for a reason to hate on the Patriots, there it is. There's your bone. Go chew. There's a lot. Go grab your Uggs. Right. Cal, do you think there's do you think there's I think there's something to what Rick is, is suggesting in that it is a magnificent X's and O's game for somebody who's crazy about football. But I think there's I think there's juice for the casual fan here. There is, but where's the star power? Brady, Belichick, and Gronk. I mean, that's that's pretty good star power. Yeah, it is. It's the Patriots, I, though. I think Seattle is. I think you're. I think you're a really good point here. Is that Seattle, for all their success, even last year and everything, is still not a national team, right? Bill Simmons talks about this all the time, and in, in betting terms, that there are certain teams that are national teams. Uh, the Cowboys, the Patriots have become one, certainly. Um, the Packers are a national team. Cowboys, the I Giants. Think, uh, I think Denver has become a national team. Denver has probably become one because of because of Manning. Um, the, the Seattle's not a national team. The Steelers are another one I should mention. They're not a national team still. For all their success, they're pretty regionalized still. So from that angle, I could see that. But I think Richard Sherman just sort of trumps all that. Right? Isn't he the face of that team? He's fun. He is <laughs> definitely fun to listen to. Um, I mean, again, I'm like I'm actually looking forward to this Super Bowl because I think it's going to be a really good, hard-fought, close game. I, I do. I think it's too – as you guys said, I think it's right now in football – the end of the season is ending up with the two best teams playing each other. And yeah. for a, if you're a football fan, that's what the Super Bowl is supposed to be. Right. Exactly. Now, it, let's get let's get Cal, Rick, let's get X's and O's here. Because you watch a ton mm-hmm. of football. You're a fellow Jets fan. Um, but you, you've been watching football all your life. We've watched Super Bowls together like men um, back in the day at an Antonello Super Bowl party or two. Um, <laughs> always great food, Mrs. Antonell. Always would put out the sandwich nice. We're going to get to what food you're going to be eating on Sunday in a minute. But X's and O's, Rick. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you, and Cal, do, who, what do you guys do with Gronk? If you're the Seahawks, he's, he's the obvious mismatch. He always is. Right, you're not scared of Brandon LaFell. You're a little scared of Edelman. You're a little scared of of um, Danny Amendola. But what are you doing with Rob Gronkowski? We've seen the Jets have success against him, and then we've seen the Jets get completely torched by him. 
what what do you think Dan Quinn's working on uh, to to go with Ron, uh, to go against Gronkowski? I'll let Cal start. He knows more than I do. Cal, I think you muted your mic, son. No, cousin? Where are you? Did I lose you? No, you're still there. What happened? Cal. <laughs> <laughs> she said that so sweetly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, what happened to Cal's mic there? Let me call him back. Let's call him back. Um, I, I, I think Rick, you gotta, you, you know, you have a player like Cam Chancellor who's a unique player, certainly. But yeah, you gotta bracket him. Yeah. You gotta, he's gotta be the main target. And then the, 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 the other guys uh, that you gotta look out for if you're the Seahawks is Legarrette Blount, right? Like Legarrette Blount yeah. can 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 yeah. run on you. Cal, are you back? I, I think... called you back. Are you back? Hmm. Odd. Not sure. Cal. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll, I we'll think try the to Seahawks, get... as to your point, I think they bring the safeties up. I think you basically right. bait Manning to beat you over the top. Because, as you said, LaFell doesn't necessarily scare you. Right. You've got great one-on-one corners that can shut down outside the numbers. So right. you pinch in, bring your corners up to stop that over-the-middle pass with Edelman and Gronk, and you bring your your safeties up as well to get closer to the box to protect yep. the run. And you essentially go island and island on each side of the field. Yep. Now, if they spread you out, which is what Green Bay did, now you've got a different story, and that will be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, what what was lost in that uh, the NFC Championship game was that Seattle held Green Bay, and and of course a lot of this had to do with Mike McCarthy's lack of stones, but Seattle played in nineteen points before you know the 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 tying field goal in the last minute, and really right. shut them. I mean. They did a magnificent job against a better receiver core. Um, and, you know, Eddie Lacy was running the ball really, really well, but they, they sort of just did enough to, to, to hold Green Bay to 19 points. So, well, yeah. yeah. They, they, they can do it. I mean, I think Dan Quinn's a, a magnificent coordinator. What do you make of the idea, Rick, too, that these are the two best teams in the NFL at adjusting? I mean that's I a agree. huge that's a huge factor, you know. The I Patriots would, do this every agree. year to the Jets. The Jets will do something great to them for like a half, and then all of a sudden be like, "Oh, okay, oh that's fine, oh great." Or you know, the Patriots did this so often this year in second halves of games, it just came out and blew the doors off of teams. Well, you know what? I mean, listen, I I'm obviously I'm not a huge Bill Belichick fan, right? <laughs> but you have to respect it. You have to respect them. Look at this. You've got – we say it's the two best teams, but you look at the Patriots. Like, we're talking about LeGarrette Blunt. Where was LeGarrette Blunt four weeks ago? Right? Uh, he, he was, he was working – yeah, he was working his way out of um, Pittsburgh because he sort of exactly. insinuated that he did that on purpose. It, well, whatever. 
but still, right? <laughs> Brandon LaFell. Wow. Like, who drafted him in fantasy this year? You know? like seriously. I might have. <laughs> <laughs> but when you look at it, I mean, essentially you've got – you keep coming back to Gronk and Brady, yet the Patriots are in the Super Bowl. And that yep. goes to what you just pointed out, that that team, not only do they adjust week to week, to your point – I think they adjust quarter to quarter. And yep. they do an unbelievable job of using the personnel they have of game scheming at what they do best. Yeah. Let's hope uh, Todd Bowles does that going forward. So who do you who do you like? How much you bench? Who do you like? What do you got? Um absolute gut feeling. I like the uh, Seahawks. Okay. And close I, game? And I really probably couldn't. Yes, very close game. Couldn't even pinpoint exactly how they're going to win it. Um, but I just I just think they're going to be able to pull it off in the end. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think the Patriots are going to – everybody's saying they need to run the ball. I think they're going to throw a lot of three, four-yard over-the-middle passes. I think mean, each team's going to chew up a ton of clock. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think the pay, uh, the Seahawks will just will just envision them pulling it off, and everybody talking about the fact that now do you start using the word dynasty because you know and Russell you know, Wilson, where does he stand compared to you know these legendary quarterbacks? Right. That's I. I Let me ask you. That, right. Let's say they win it, Steve. Let's say they win it. Yeah. Where do you put Russell Wilson? Three years in the league, two Super Bowls. I know. I know, and that's what I, that's what I was talking about with the idea that he's a top five quarterback, not because of not just because of numbers, but if you're taking guys and you want to win, you know Montana. I'm I'm not comparing him, but I'm saying Montana never put up the kind of numbers that these other guys put up. Yet Montana is the greatest quarterback of all time because he wins. Right. You know he's going to win, and I think Russell Wilson is is that kind of quarterback. I, I don't. I, again, he's not Montana. I'm just saying, it seems to me like he's that kind of quarterback. He's not going to wow you with you know throwing for five thousand yards. You know. No. But he, Russell I mean, Wilson. I think Wilson can throw for less than twenty times and still win, Steve. Yep. You know what he? You know what he reminds me of, Rick. He's kind of what I always hoped Chad Pennington could be. In that, and and not from the running aspect or whatever. Russell Wilson can obviously run. He can, you know, they run that read option and yeah. stuff. And and in certain games, it's unstoppable. And that's not what I mean. I just mean from a standpoint of. Having a quarterback that could go 17 of 22 for 205 and two touchdowns and no interceptions, and you, That's you, the and you dominate the game. Right. That's the key. You know, High percentage, and, no interceptions. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you don't have to – it doesn't have to be Peyton Manning 30 of 40 for 355 and four touchdowns. Like, right. He, you can just be really efficient with the ball, really accurate, and win a lot. And I and I think well, that's 
you know, that's kind of what we always hoped for for Chad. And unfortunately, Chad, you know, had the arm surgeries and couldn't stay healthy. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I love I Chad. Chad. I listen. I still have Pennington jersey. I mean, uh, you know, as I, do I. I I love Chad as well, but even before the arm problems, I don't think Chad had no. done that. Russell has no. No, he not even close. That's no. I just meant the right. type of quarterback that you would have a very sound defense and build a sound defense around, and just know he's not going to kill you with the big mistake and can make the big play. Yeah, but can you expect him to win a game for you? See, Chad, you couldn't. No, you, I'm Russell Wilson. Yes, you can get down. I think you can. Yeah, I think yeah. you can get down. You can get down two scores. And still expect to win the game. You get down two scores late and still expect to win the game. Expect to win the game or yep. think you have a chance? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a great that's a great difference, Cal. You're right. A very good point. You know what, Cal? You bring up a good point because who won the game for them last go around? Marshawn Lynch. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. I mean, they they were game. down. They were down by 13 points, and yeah. they were running the ball with four minutes. They were running the football. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> so you bring up a very good point, Cal. But here's the thing: is and now to go back to the Chad Pennington type thing. But let's you know everybody talks about the game manager. I think right. I think Russell Wilson is more than just a game manager. Oh, definitely. Because he is an unbelievable athlete, and we gets outside the pocket, what I see out of him, gets outside the pocket, and he still can throw a very accurate ball. Yep. And if you right. can get outside the pocket and still throw a really good, accurate ball, you're going to be very dangerous. Yep. No, absolutely. And he's – Cal, do you think that coming into this game, we've seen Seattle go to – like a very basic offense at times. Like they did this against the Giants, right? Like they ran the same play like 22 straight times. Like they have this great philosophy of if you can't stop, it's almost like the, the old Green Bay Packers, right? Like if you can't stop it, we're just going to keep calling it until yeah. you stop it. Yeah, absolutely. So do you think coming into this game that they're going to vary from that a little bit to offset the fact that, the you know the the New England secondary is so I'm talking early on maybe you try a reverse you try a halfback pass you try something you know something to sort of shake up uh, the Patriots and then you go to that read option you know Russell Wilson uh, you know and you, you know keep running it until you stop us I, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna do what got them here and run that but. What's going to happen is, and you talked about it earlier, New England is going to make the adjustment to that quickly. Right. And then the answer will be how Seattle answers the adjustment. Right. And it's going to be a game that goes back and forth like that, and both coaches are going to have to get creative to try to stay ahead of the other team. The The Patriots have lost the last two Super Bowls they've been at, both to the Giants, right, in 07 and 11. If they lose this one, do we at some point start to say, or, or do we at some point stop saying, well, you can't give Bill Belichick two weeks to prepare? <laughs> like, like can, can that go away if they lose the Super Bowl, please? 
Because that was the thing in 07, right? Like, oh, forget about it. You know, 18-0 and 0 and Belichick, two weeks to prepare, and you're in big trouble because of his history with the Giants and, and, and you know, the other Super Bowls that they had won. And then they lost that game. And then they lost to a Giants team in 2011 that they were far better than. And, they, you know, two weeks to prepare, and they lost that game. If they lose this game, can we never say that about Bill Belichick again, please? Can we never say, look... You can and can we start saying it about Pete Carroll? Guys, Pete Carroll's weird, by the way. Just throwing that out there. He's a good coach, though. He's a nine eleven truther. Did you guys know that? I saw I saw a great tweet last week about how it was something to the effect of you just know you just know that Phil Jackson and Pete Carroll at least once a year go to a cabin and get get stoned to the balls. And talk about how 9-11 was an inside job. <laughs> I could totally see that. I could totally see Phil Jackson and Pete Carroll like in a cabin, like in in like eight, like well, for the Knicks, it'll, it'll their season is done, but like in a cabin in like June up in like Sacramento, just with like a bag of shrooms. <laughs> just like let let's hey Phil, let's figure this out. Let's do it. Let's get down to it. He's uh, he he's 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 an excellent coach, but sort of a jerk too. Two jerky coaches here. There's not a, there's not a oh, high I, like I think, like factor with the coaches here. Well, I think Pete Carroll is just an assassin. I mean, I think he will. I mean, as nice as a guy as he looks, I mean, I think he is an absolute stone blooded killer. He yep, he's a, mercenary. <laughs> he's a he's a total mercenary. He's a total mercenary. Yeah. Look what he look and what he I did to USC. Yep. Look yeah. what he did to and USC. Play that same way. Yeah, that's but true. Just to, to come back to your comment, Steve. Yes. I mean, if they lose again, I hope nobody says ever again. Give Belichick yeah. two weeks. Let's you know, never in fact, say what that they'll again. be saying is, you know, what they'll be saying is, it's hard for him to figure out how to cheat if you give him two weeks. You only need to get <laughs> that's <one>. right. <laughs> The um, the the one last football thing I wanna I wanna ask you guys about that I've been thinking about a ton is um, well not a ton I mean it's not keeping me up at night, but just in terms of this game, this is a sort of legacy game I think for Brady. I think he really needs to play well in this game, guys. I really do. I think. In Super Bowl, uh, you know, forty, what was it, forty-five against the Giants, or forty-two, maybe forty-two. Um, you know, they left a lot of points on the board. They were the highest-scoring offense of all time, or whatever. And you know, mm-hmm. Brady had like fifty touchdowns or something ridiculous. They, they what they score seventeen points. <laughs> you know, uh, a couple years ago against the Giants, what they score eighteen points, or I mean, seventeen points or something like that, or twenty points. Guys, this is—he's really got to play well, doesn't he? Doesn't he really have to play well? For what? For what reason? Like he has to play well because why? Where are you going with that? Well, a for them to win, and b most importantly for them to win. But b, this is what his sixth Super Bowl. This is his sixth. Yeah, if you've got the most, Mm -hmm. if you fall to three and three. I, I, I'll just say this: four and two looks a hell of a lot better than three and three. 
legacy-wise. Three and three starts to look shady. Yeah, but it's still six Super Bowls that nobody else has done. I know. But but six Super Bowls, I start to talk about it being on the back of his coach. And not because of him. Like six Super Bowls and you're three and and you're three and three and you're not playing well in those games. I'm starting to think about your coach. I, I don't I I just this is a huge, just like last year was for Peyton Manning. This is a huge game for Tom Brady. You know, he's played. You know, look at what he did against the Jets in that in that uh, you know AFC divisional game when they were fourteen and two. You know, he. This is a huge game. I don't know. I it, it's it's stuck out to me like a sore thumb. Like it, it would be. Look, obviously, I I can't stand Tom Brady, but just as a sports fan, it would be cement in his legacy if he comes out and blows the doors off the place, you know, and goes, you know, 25 or 33 for, you know, 285 and three touchdowns, right? Against this defense, yeah. Against against this defense, exactly. Against what's an all-time defense, right? Yep. Like, I I I just think it's a huge game for him. I it mean, is. obviously, it's the Super it Bowl, is. but I'm saying legacy-wise. No, it is. But you know what? It's one of those things <clears> where I think, and Marshawn Lynch kind of has it right, of for us, we look at it as a huge game for him. I'm sure he thinks of it as a huge game at all, but to Cal's point, it's his sixth Super Bowl. It's kind of like it's his, own, it's his first, right? So for us, it's a legacy, and oh, my God, you know, he lost three times out of – Six. I think he needs to go to the Marshall Lynch book of I really don't give a crap what you guys think, right? So now I do think if he comes out and blows the doors out, makes a lot of people forget about the undefeated season that wasn't. If right. he goes three and three and loses this game, then yes, I think from a PR, from the reporters, from the talk shows, from all that stuff that will go on and talk about football lore till we grow brain old, yes. I think your point is very valid on 4-2. and two, There's a big, big difference where you go out 4-2 and two and you beat the number one defense in the league versus 3-3 three and three and you essentially fell down at the end. Let me give you these numbers, guys. His first Super Bowl, 16-27, 145, one touchdown, right? 86% uh, QB, uh, QB rate, right? Carolina won. 32 of 48, 354, three touches and one interception. And he was the MVP of that game, right? So those are tremendous numbers. Against the Eagles. This is, by the way, when they had all the tapes of the other teams. Um, <laughs> against the Eagles. 23 of 33, 236, two touchdowns. I think he was the MVP of that one too, right? Now, the last two, without the tape so much, 29 of 48, 266, 29 of 48, oofah, for 266 and one touch. And then the last Super Bowl against the Giants, 27 of 41 for 276, two touchdowns, one pick. Overall, his numbers are 
you know, 127 and 197, 1200 yard, or 1277, nine touches and two interceptions. Um, you know, those are those are great. But the last two, that's not great at all. No, and they're both the same not. team. And, and against the same team, and they're both losses. He's got. He's got what? a. I, I need a thirty-two of forty-eight. I need a twenty-three of thirty-three for two thirty-six and two touchdowns. I do. I'm sorry. I mean, who the hell am I? But I, you know, just would, just would you if he played for Minnesota? No, I wouldn't. If he was playing for Minnesota, I just want him. You know, you're just expecting him to no. win the game any way you can. Right. But you're you're Tom Brady. Yeah, but you know what, guys? Here's the funny. Here's an interesting point, right? So, Steve, you bring up those stats. He's throwing the ball over 40 times in those two games, and they lose. And they only scored 17 how, points. <laughs> yeah, but but think about what we were just talking about, Bill, Bill Belichick being this unbelievable game coach and this and that, right. right? If he's throwing the ball that much, to me, that whatever scheming and game plan they had went out the window, and it yep. was throw the ball time and win the game for us. And it obviously is proving – and he didn't. It doesn't work. No. Right. I mean, look, that's, you can what, make I, the that's what I hear in those stats. You can make the argument that, and it's been made before, they got beat the first time on a ridiculous catch by David Tyree, right? This takes nothing away from the Giants at all. Mm-hmm. But they dropped an interception on the sideline. What's his name? Dropped an interception. And then the next play was the, 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 the catch by Tyree. Right? And then in the in the next one, if if Rob Gronkowski is 100, percent they don't lose that game. And Rob Gronkowski is playing on one leg that a, a guy who was uh, stocking groceries the week before was able to cover him. A linebacker, Chase Blackburn, was able to cover him. Like if Gronkowski's healthy, they don't lose that game. Likely, so he has excuses. But I I don't know, boys. I want to see something. I think if he wins. He'll go. It'll it'll cement him. He'll have the four Super Bowls. He'll regardless have six, of performance, regardless of performance, he's gonna have four. He's gonna have won four Super Bowls, and only Joe Montana's done that. Correct. Right. If he loses, I don't think it's gonna affect his legacy overall, because he made it to six Super Bowls. But he's gonna have a clear. The three came early. The three wins came early, and the three losses came late. And his career is gonna be defined by like that line. And right. he's going to be great quarterback, six Super Bowls. He's terrific, but he won the three early. He lost the three late, and yeah. it's going to it's going to taint it a little bit. And if he's bad in this game, then the three he lost late, he wasn't good in. Right, but I don't I don't think that's I don't think that's even going to come into the quest, into the conversation. Was, but Cal, it chases Manning. Why did yeah, he chase Peyton Manning? Because he's because he's been in six of them, Tom Brady. Six Super Bowls. Nobody's ever done that. Peyton That's Manning's the been, legacy. But Peyton Manning's been in three now. Why does Peyton Manning's performance in big games chase him and Tom Brady's doesn't? Well, to six count, is a lot to three. Six is no. But I'm saying even six, and he's won three of them. So, right. but even Manning's. I'm saying even Peyton Manning's performances in the AFC Championship games, like when he plays poorly. I mean, what is Peyton Manning overall in the playoffs? Isn't he like? He's under 500. Yeah, isn't he like 13 and 14 or something all time yeah, in the playoffs? That's, but that's the thing is that he's a legendary bad playoff quarterback, and Tom Brady has been a good playoff quarterback. 
Right, but Peyton Manning's numbers, numbers aren't terrible in those games. Uh, he's had some bad games. He's had some bad games, but, yes. Yeah, but we've all talked about this, right? The quarterback is, as much as you can look at statistics, and it's not fair, but when you look at quarterback, you look at win-loss record. Even though right. the team's sport, You do, you and they're not pitchers in baseball, right. They, they like, touch the ball the most. Yep. You have to look at win-loss. And to Cal's point, Brady, they don't, they're they not in six Super Bowls without Brady. No, that's fair. None yeah, of those right. teams. None right. of those teams. You put well, uh, maybe, maybe the first one they are. Maybe the okay. first one, Fine. which is tough, yes, which is tough rule, which is, you know. They're not getting there with an average middle of the road quarterback. No, but you right. you could you could make the argument that that first Super Bowl was squarely on the back of that defense, and that you know, uh, and also the fact that they knew what plays that the Rams were going to run. I mean that that helps. <laughs> I'm just saying it helps. I'm just saying. Look, it's talking so sports objectively. I'm not With talking sports Jets objectively. <laughs> I'm under no obligation to talk sports objectively. I know you're not. You hate their guts. It's not even a matter of hating their guts. Go talk to Marshall Falk. Go talk to Mike Martz. And you hate their guts. I have good reason to. I don't like cheaters. Much like the Swami. Right. That's another thing they say when I walk in the room. Just like the Swami. They say it about you. Hey, look. That right. guy knows the Swami and the Swami don't like cheaters. That's right. <laughs> and by proxy, he must not like cheaters. <laughs> All right, Rick, before we let you go, um, we must yeah. know, uh, what, are your, what are your go-to foods? Super Bowl, what, what has to be there? If you're going to a Super Bowl party, right, what, what have you got to see, what have you got to see when you walk in the door? Got to have it. I'm a pretty classic when it comes to that. So there's <laughs> got to be wings, and there's right, got to be pigs in a blanket. That's it. That's it. And then they're better... Better damn ass be beer. <laughs> well, you're 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 a damn ass American. <laughs> you're, you're damn ass right. There better be beer. <laughs> if you're uh, uh, so the wings are there. Are you looking for classic wings with Frank's? Like, or can people get a little funky with you? Like, as long as the wings are you okay, or do they need to be classic? Frank's red hot. Classic wings. Uh, yeah, I'm a classic Buffalo hot wing kind of guy. I mean, I'll do the teriyaki, the barbecue. I mean, it's all well and good, but you got to have just good, old, good, hot buffalo wings. I don't care if it's pranks or you got your own little recipe, that's fine, but I'm talking not that dry rub crap, the wet, you know. <laughs> don't waste my time with that. John Wayne American <laughs> buffalo wings. That's what you want. That's exactly what I want. The ones in college, you know, when you got them in the little styrofoam, yep. you shook yeah. them up to get all the sauce. <laughs> you shook them up in the styrofoam, that's right. <laughs> used to go to Frickers. Had to be careful when you said Frickers after about four shots. <laughs> yeah, we're going to Frickers. Frick you. Where are you? I'm at Frickers. Fricker? Um, Mother Fricker. Um, Rick, thanks thanks for checking in, buddy. And uh, definitely give us a call back really soon so we can talk Islanders. Gentlemen, enjoy your evening and uh, keep up the good work, man. I, listen, I'll leave you with this. I heard your little rant 
in the beginning where you did your, I'll call it pre-ejaculation fun load. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you like that, Cal? <laughs> oh, that's great. Thank you. I'll wear that. Uh, I, w- I will wear uh, that. F them all, Steve. F them all, Cal. Just keep doing what you guys want to do. Enjoy yourselves and have a blast, man. All right? Thank you, brother. Thanks, Rick. All right, guys. Let's Take go, care, Islanders. Man. Later. Later. Great, great stuff. We have... We have... Um, we have Super Bowl partied with Rick. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we went to high school with uh, Rick. We've known Rick for a really long time. And um, we're going to the uh, Islander game with him on the 28th. Hopefully you can join us, Cal. I won't. I know you're not. Maybe you'll be there with your family, no? Yeah, probably not. Okay, great. Have fun. Thanks. Yes. It's going to be a blast. Should be a good time. Yeah. yeah. Five o'clock Saturday should be great. Very big Islander fan, very big Jet fan. I My favorite Rick football memory is watching the last game of the 1991 NFL season. Uh-huh. You were there. I was. Rick was there. Dr. E. Ray Stat was there. Our buddy you were there. Nello was there. You remember you were there. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, I lost my virginity to your daughter. Jim, you were there. Um, <laughs> my favorite line from Tommy Boy. Um, and uh, the, the Jets needed to win to get in the playoffs. This is the, right. Bruce, the Bruce Coslett Jets at 8-8. Eight and eight. That's right. They were seven and eight going into they the game. They were seven and eight going into the game. They signed Raul Alegre off the street mm. because Pat Leahy was injured, or maybe Nick Lowry was injured. No, that was before Nick Lowry. Nick Lowry was in the mid nineties. It was probably because Leahy was injured. Might have been. And um, they had a host of kickers that year, and they needed to beat the Dolphins to win to get in the playoffs. And we were watching the game at my house on Old Indian Head. And Raul Alegre kicks a field goal to tie it with like three seconds left mm-hmm. and then kicks the game winner in overtime to send the Jets to the playoffs where they would get embarrassed by the Houston Oilers in the famous uh, – that, was, was, that wasn't the punch game. I don't think so. The Gilbride-Buddy Ryan punch game is a regular season game. Um, but anyway, running out on my lawn, on my front lawn in my front yard, just mad – crazy screaming excited that they won the game and Rick and me and you and like all of us just running like madmen on my front lawn yeah but you're forgetting one thing I was pantsless no 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 uh half of us there were dolphin fans at that's the time. correct that's right you and Dan and Evan Evan was not a dolphin fan Evan was a giant fan at that time um in fact Rick and I were the only jet fans there I think Evan was he was on the Dolphin bandwagon too. Evan was probably rooting for the Dolphins because he was a Giant fan, so he's probably rooting against the Jets. That's right. That was still in your Dolphin days. That's right. Yes. So Rick and I celebrating like madmen, laying on my front lawn. Now, see that story takes on a different tact when it's just the two of you, correct? Laying on the front lawn, holding hands. If it was the five of us, would have been a great story. Much more different than just the two of you. Yep. On the front lawn. The funny thing is, just the two of us was playing. It was. Yeah. Building castles in the sky. Hey, should we uh, should we do a fun load? Whatever you want to do, Steve. 
I do. I well, I want to bring PJ back just to talk about the Super Bowl. Is he in any? Is he in any condition to talk right now? He is. He did ten miles on the exercise bike. He's looking very. I had to stop. He's in Paramus right now. Why are you wearing that sweatsuit? Is that? I had to stop. Is that a garbage bag? Are are you wearing a? How how far (laughs) did you get due to the leg pain? Did the headband help? My calves, my calves and thighs are just not ready. For uh, for the for the big workout, we're, we're still at a mild to medium stage. Yeah, did you go from like zero to five miles just tonight? Is that not what you're supposed to do? Yeah, no, you're supposed to build up to that. I think. Yeah, that's that's um, you made a mistake. Hey, but look, I'm not Bruce Jenner mistake. because I'm still a man. Oh, yeah. yeah, not even Bruce Jenner is Bruce Jenner. That's correct. <laughs> you know what we should talk about? We don't even need to go to an fun mode. We'll just keep going. You make just the call. Remember, you make the no, call. No, don't break it in half. Oh. Because well, what if you break it in half and half of it comes out after the Super Bowl is pointless? Exactly. I'm Pull not breaking this in Put half. It We're still going. I do remember you make the call. That was cool. He used to love. I loved you make the call. Right? You make the call. <laughs> and it was and it was the umpire pointing at you. Yep. You make the call. Almost like. You think you could do it better? You make the call. <laughs> right? Like really defiant. Hey, hot shot. My dad produced it. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're better than me? You make the call. That wise guy. And I and I made $35,000 a year and it was enough for us. Okay? You make the call. <laughs> yeah, I know what you make. Go ahead, smart guy. Go ahead, smart ass. You make the call. <laughs> I know the call. <laughs> what you say? You make the call. I know the call. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not asking you. All and right. Back in the day when they used to have the big chest protector that he'd hold. Yep. Right. <laughs> That's right. So he's got the hat backwards. He's got the mask off. He's got the big chest protector, and he's yelling in the camera at you. You make the call. A jackass. Yeah, I know what you do for a living. You make the call. Is it Ron Luciano? Maybe. It was Ron Luciano. Right. How about how about Alcoa Can't Wait? Oh, fantastic finishes. Alcoa Can't Wait for Tomorrow. Any idea what Alcoa was? Yes. Well, I know it really well now because they have a lot of litigation. Okay. <laughs> so in my, in my current capacity, I know Alcoa very well. Is it like recycling? It's uh, it's it, it involves aluminum. <laughs> okay, but Alcoa can't wait for tomorrow, and 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 then of course there were teammates. Who who were teammates? No, the teammates making the Jets the best they could be. Oh right, right. That was brought to you by the U.S. Army, right? That's right. This week's teammates: Harold Carmichael and Ron Jaworski, <laughs> making the Eagles the best. They can be. Right, and a slow motion high five to end the commercial. Alcoa can't wait for That's tomorrow. That was, I used to love those. Alcoa can't wait. That was fantastic finishes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. So good. Hey, here's what we need to get the bishop's take on. Because this is what he always provides. Next week Who's... on the bishop's take. <laughs> With Tom Bosley. <laughs>
I believe he's dead. We can't Special get... appearance by Cal from the Ruiner. <laughs> PJ, what do you make of uh, Katy Perry here, buddy? This is uh, this is sort of your domain, the Super Bowl halftime show, or all the entertainment, right? Is, is yeah, the entertainment. This is where you make your bones. I love it. Okay, love everybody, it. that broadcasting school is really paying off. What? In, <laughs> <laughs> in general, she does not lip sync, so I'm a big fan okay. of that right away. Do you think she will be live for this? I'm I'm hoping. I'm hoping because she is uh one of the uh, one of the, you know, current pop stars who could do it. Right. Who has the chops you know. to pull it off, right? Yeah, the lady can actually sing. What are you now, looking if, you know, for? You know, it's one of those situations sorry, where the stage show is going to upstage it, you know, to such a degree where they make a call like, "Well, you know what? The dance moves and the fireworks are kind of more important here, so let we'll you know we'll pipe in the music so that everything's in sync and sounds good. Uh, I'll be disappointed by that. That that's fair. Mm-hmm. What do you? I'm sorry, Steve. Go no, <laughs> I was gonna say, what are you looking for in a halftime show for your Super Bowl? Like, give me some of your favorites of all time. What are you looking for? A little you're, blood. You're, Okay. Doesn't, I want to hear. Uh, give me the top top twelve halftime shows of all time. <laughs> well, let's look those up. Let's punch them up. Count them down. Twelve to one. Go. Well, punch them up. Now. Name a few, and and we're gonna rank them. Okay. We're gonna rank okay. them as good, good, bad, and solid. I'll throw some out there that I know before you even punch them up. Okay. Uh, you too. Brought me to tears. Couldn't handle it. Had to walk out See. of the room. So that, might be, that might be the gold standard. Okay. Michael Jackson. I was laughing hysterically at how bad it was. Hmm. I thought that was uh. pathetic. Tom Petty. Don't remember. And the Heartbreakers. <laughs> Don't remember Tom Petty. That's only the last couple of years it was Tom Petty. Yeah, left no impression. Aerosmith. Oof. The, the one where Britney Spears came out? Yep. I admired the moxie, but I thought they botched it. Bruno Mars. Fantastic. This is like word association now. <laughs> this is really good. I'm I'm just sitting back and enjoying this. It's so good. Um, Bruno was fantastic. Bruno did everything that Michael Jackson should have done instead of surrounding himself with children in white sheets. <laughs> that was probably Other the bad than that, Right. Um, so you're saying Bruno making Marsh allusions to down. the Ku Klux Klan is not a good idea? I'm not saying what the allusion was to. I'm just saying he made... Bold, bad moves. Michael Jackson. And, Janet and, Jackson. And, you know, I don't, re- I don't recall Janet Jackson ever being uh, at the Super Bowl. I hope, I, ho- I hope you're joking. Yeah, I hope that's a... Uh, <laughs> a I hope that's a signature sarcastic PJ. I joke. 
That was signature, by the way. Is that, that right? Was, uh, that was signature blend. Yeah, that number with Justin Timberlake was going down the drain. It was circling the drain. And then that uh, happened. <laughs> and, and the only reason why that performance is memorable is because of the whoopsie. Right. The who? The what? The who? What? Was that on purpose? <laughs> huh? Who are you going to see tonight? The who? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, you who. kids. Did you like the who? Or Always did you like the who? who? Not the who. Always like the who. Who? Like, like always like the, the who, but 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 the the, the classic rock um, greatest hits half times. I don't know. They're kind of just. They're nice. They're fine. You're looking for more more pop for your halftime performance, right? More spectacle. No, it, I don't know. There was just something. There's just something sort of pablum about it. Sort of unmemorable. You know. They finish, and you're like, yeah, that was good. They're, they're good because they're always good. And I guess that's why they booked them, because they're good. But, okay. eh. They didn't spark. How about that? It lacks spark. Didn't move you. Prince. Prince was good. Prince was darn good. Yeah. That's my all-time favorite. Prince is your all-time favorite? My all-time favorite halftime show. Prince. Come on. Yep. You can't be serious. <laughs> First of all, settle down. <laughs> Stop calling Okay, me. and if you really want to do a rant, please do it at the beginning of the show without telling anybody. Please. I insist. Oh, I'm, gonna th- I'm actually going to close the show with a rant. Oh, okay, great. Gonna- well, and there is next week's Met show, which I'm sure... Sure, it's going to include an unload or two by Cal that I'm not going to be aware of. <laughs> that I'll be sitting there like an airplane with my mouth agape, like <laughs> I can't believe that just happened. I am I'm contractually obligated to run those by you before I reveal them on the air. So, as for, as for the terms in my contract, glad you read your contract, son. I did. Okay, in triplicate, cousin. <laughs> Can Prince I ask? Can my, I ask you guys something that's Super Bowl my related? My all-time favorite. Prince covered the Foo Fighters. Yeah, he did. It was awesome. It was Absolutely. ridiculous. He ripped into "Best of You" and destroyed it. And then he closed with "Purple Rain." Prince wins. Prince did. Prince was good. Prince what, spaghetti. What he does. What? Do you, what? <laughs> Wednesday. Wednesday. Prince Spaghetti Day. Prince Spaghetti Day, that's right. How did they decide on Wednesday? It should be Sunday. Yeah, Wednesday. Well, no, Sunday, you sit, everybody sits down for the big family meal. Wednesday, you're just making the spaghetti nice. They quick. bought Wednesday from Tom Carvel for $30 million. They had to go with it. Wednesday, Sunday. Watch you the whale cakes. <laughs> Sundays, Wednesday. <laughs> Carvel. Carvel was so the good. one good Billy Crystal joke about Tom Carvel. <laughs> As I'm reading this, I'm drooling in the, the vanilla. <laughs> That's right. I remember that. Cookie Puss. 
Cookie puss, cookie o puss, cookie o puss for St. Patrick's Day. Right. Fudge you the well. Fudge you the well. Nothing sounds filthier <laughs> than an old man with a smoker's voice. Than an old man who smoked 37 cigarettes right before he spoke into the microphone. He actually were dangling out of his mouth. Right. He He's like, hold on, just need to finish this one. This is 37, <laughs> then we can go. How about a man with nicotine-stained fingertips getting near your ice cream cone? You like that? (laughs) Can you make my vanilla a little less tar? Just a little less tar in my vanilla, please. If if you could. (laughs) Is that a filter? (laughs) In In that fudgy the whale cake? Is that a filter? Or is that a candle? I think it's a filter. Um, what were you going to ask, Peach? What do you think about the companies that now leak their Super Bowl commercials before the Super Bowl, so that they're they're not actually debuting them at the Super Bowl? Weak. Right, GoDaddy and Budweiser, for instance. Yeah. Nationwide, is leaked a I couple. Do, I think this is. I think it's a terror. This is a terrible trend. I think it's terrible. Weak. Why do they do that? I don't anybody know. Wanna, anybody want to hazard a guess? Because people are guaranteed, you're almost as guaranteed to see it. With, with all the you know sites like uh, Slate and, and all these, you know, Vulture and Facebook and everything, everybody's going to see it, right? It's going to be, oh, the leaked Super Bowl commercial. I'm going to link this on my Facebook page, and 800,000 people are going to see it so in 10 minutes. And you're still going to show it during the Super Bowl. Yeah. So you get advanced looks from people who may not watch the Super Bowl. It's okay, a strategy so that's not going to work cynical, for much longer, longer though. We've cracked their cynical code, but did, you know, does it work? Does it, does it actually serve them? Does it make the audience happy? I mean, most well, people the, now look at these commercials and they start sending it to each other going, doesn't this suck? Yes, I don't think it works at all. I think it's I think we are too far too cynical for it. And I think also Super Bowl commercials are not what they used to be. I mean, you do the show, Peach. Like they're they're over they're almost as overhyped as the game. <laughs> you know, like I, I the only Super Bowl commercials I look forward to are trailers for movies that I've been waiting for. Those are the Super Bowl commercials I'm looking forward to. Because you you get a first look at some trailers for sh- uh, for movies that you haven't seen before. Like I bet dollars to donuts there will be a Star Wars trailer during the Super Bowl. Right. Hmm. Avengers maybe. Avengers be a great time to drop it. <laughs> you know. Like that's that's all I look forward to. So guys, I got to read some of these entertainment, and this is this is not some of the entertainment at Super Bowls. Are you ready? And, and of course, we watched these games, but we were, you know, I was 13, you know, we were 13 or 15 or whatever. <laughs> January 25th, 1987. Performers, George Burns, Mickey Rooney, Grambling State University and USC marching bands, Disney characters, Southern California area high school drill teams and dancers. George Burns? George Burns and Mickey Rooney are your halftime entertainment. This is 1987. This is not 1950. Yeah. That's adorable. 
Yeah. Well, January, that was the Giants Super Bowl, right? 80, 87, yep, yeah, Rose Bowl, yep. Yeah. yeah. January 31st, 1988, Jack Murphy Stadium. Performers, Chubby Checkers and the Rockettes. 72 Grand Pianos and the combined San Diego State University Marching Aztecs and the USC Marching Band. Chubby Checker, 1988. Come on, the baby. Fat boys with them? The- <laughs> this is the Fat Boys. We're not in tow. That would have made much more sense. Mickey Rooney. Chubby Checker and the Fat Boys. I'm not done because this one, you guys, 1989. Location, Joe Robbie Stadium. Not there anymore. Theme, the theme, Bebop Bamboozled in yes. 3D. I remember that. Performers. You ready? <laughs> Elvis Presto. Excuse me. <laughs> Which, of course, leads me to clicking on the Elvis Presto. Yes, I'd like to open this link in a new tab and going to Elvis Presto's. Is that magic? What is that? Wikipedia page. He's an Elvis impersonator. No. I'm afraid so. (laughs) South Florida area dancers and performers with 3D effects. Elvis Presto, everybody. And that's halftime. Elvis Presto. That was the halftime show in 1989. Graduated high school. That's correct. That's 26 years ago already. Yeah. 1990. Performers. Pete Fountain, Doug Kershaw, Irma Thomas. Uh, who? <laughs> what? Uh, 1991. New Kids on the Block. And you see, now they started to get it. 1991. New Kids on the Block. <laughs> Wait, this one makes no sense, guys. You ready? I want to see this halftime show. The Bronson Pinchot? No, just, just, it's close. I mean, it's close. Halftime performers. New Kids on the Block. Disney characters. Warren Moon. <laughs> 2,000 local children. And an audience what? card stunt. Gonna need a little explanation on Warren. Section three hundred and one is this year card. <laughs> not a not a card trick. Not a card Stun? trick. Stun. Oh, I see. I'm sorry. <laughs> I misunderstood. I'm sorry. Your card. <laughs> the amazing Jonathan is here. Now that. <laughs> Section 305. Is it the Queen of Spades? <laughs> no! Oh my god. Audience, Audience card trick. <laughs> How did the card get under the glass? How did he do that? For 75,000 people. Yeah, New Kids on the Black Block. 
<laughs> New Kids on the Black. That's, <laughs> that's not. Uh, that's hey, fun. does everybody want to see Warren Moon check his pocket? <laughs> Warren, pull out that card. <laughs> Tell everybody what card you got, Warren. Say, uh, the Nine of Clubs. The King of Clubs, everyone. Wasn't Warren My Moon an active player? My agent told me player? I think you're doing color commentary. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he an active player in 1991? He sure was. What is he doing out on the stage? Meanwhile, new kids on the block are doing step-by-step. Step. And Warren Moon's out there. The best is if all of these things are happening at the exact same time. Just chaos. <laughs> How many kids? 2,000? 2,000 local children. <laughs> 2,000 kids. We checked all their credentials, by the way. They were all from the Tampa Civil area. Civil War reenactment. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Gettysburg. Step by step. Oh, baby. The kids are reenacting the Civil War. New kids on the block is singing. Warren Moon's pulling cards out of his pocket. And, and Mickey Mouse and Minnie are running around the stage. Disney characters are there. Like Pluto's looking at Warren Moon like, what are you doing here? I don't understand. Chip and Dale, everybody. Oh, boy. That's fantastic. I feel like I should have watched of course, the, you find it. Of course, the next year, <laughs> it was uh, Gloria Stefan, not with Miami Sound Machine. Oh, was she with the Fat Boys? She was. She was with Olympic figure skaters Brian Boitano and Dorothy Hamill. So not the Miami Sound Machine so much. Were they skating? I don't know. They were playing conga drums. And one was playing a steel drum because they were playing with they probably Gloria pushed Stefan. out a little rink, little little uh, portable frozen rink. Yes. Did some <laughs> Gloria, Gloria Estefan came out and did. This is the set list, boys. Well, the the theme was winter magic, a salute to the 1992 Winter Olympics. Right. So, so have Gloria Estefan. <laughs> well, yeah, Brian Boitano and Dorothy Hamill, America's Sweetheart. They wait had a, a wa- walking wait, in a winter on, wonderland. Wait, wait, wait. Is this <laughs> yes. a salute no. to the 92 Olympics before the Olympics happened? <laughs> That's right. Yes. The Olympics were in probably like two weeks. From in 92, where were they? In Calgary? Calgary. I feel like that's right. Right? Because in 94, they were in uh, Lillehammer. 92 was the... Uh, was that the uh, Ray LeBlanc? I feel like it Olympics? was. Olympics? Yes. Yeah, it was because we were seniors in high school. Right, and 94 was the Nancy Kerrigan Olympics. Correct. So, uh, obviously... All the Olympics. <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, they did winter Walking in a Winter Wonderland, Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy, One Moment in Time, and then Gloria Estefan came out and did Live for Loving You and Get on Your Feet. Huh. Not the rhythm is going to get you. Nope. The, the Miami Sound Machine wasn't there. I don't know how you could possibly expect to do that without the Miami Sound Machine. 
Then in 1993, it starts getting serious. How about the have... George Michael sports machine? Were they George with <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, put your George hands together. <laughs> the George Michael sports machine. He's got the they machine roll out, out there with the huge button. Gloria Estefan and George Michael sports machine. <laughs> Come on, baby, 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 do Let's go to the videotape. Come on, baby, baby, baby do your conga. <laughs> <laughs> and Hakeem Olajuwon j- drops thirty-one on the <laughs> on the sun. Come it's on, just, baby, it's just a highlight package for the for package. the halftime show. Another three from Tom Chambers. Come on, baby, baby, baby do that conga. Then they got serious and they got Michael Jackson. Oh, but that's what PJ was alluding to. 1993 is the Michael Jackson. Wasn't great. And then the next year they go country. Clint Black, Tanya Tucker, Travis Tritt, and the Judds. Where was that Super Bowl in 94? The the country one? Yeah. Georgia. Okay. <laughs> All right, sir. Um. Then the next year, Patti LaBelle. I don't remember this at all. Holy mackerel. Peach. Peach. Yeah. You, you guys ready for this one? <laughs> Wait. I can't. I can't even. I can't. <laughs> this is 95. I, like I can't this be is, surprised here, but I guess I'm going to be surprised. Is, this is 1995. Joe Robbie Stadium in Miami. The theme is Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Forbidden Eye. Oh yeah! Don't you remember Patty that? Was chaos. Your performers that are. Ca- oh my God. Patty Labelle, Indiana Jones, and Marion Ravenwood. Mhm. Teddy Pendergrass. You didn't think we were getting out of this Super Bowl halftime entertainment conversation without mentioning Teddy Pendergrass? <laughs> now, did you? Tony Bennett. Arturo Sandoval and Miami Sound Machine. Wait, we're not Gloria Stefan. That one was absolutely chaotic. So three years later, Miami Sound Machine gets their revenge. And, and they try to do a, a small-scale Indiana Jones stunt show in the middle of the stadium. And it was, like, riddled with fire and smoke effects, so you couldn't see what they were doing. I do not remember this. You don't remember that? Just them just running through smoke and <laughs> looking at them going, what? what is, what's happening? They're falling. He wasn't running through There's anything, li- Teddy Pendergrass. No, well, that's that's insensitive. Tony Bennett, what? Tony Bennett's got to be looking around on stage, go, what the hell am I? What is? Fly me to In all my ninety-four moon. years, I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> the set he list was there. Only ninety-four then. That's right. He's a vampire. He's an Italian vampire. <laughs> <laughs> He's an Italian American vampire. <laughs> really? The set list here is Release Yourself, Caravan, <laughs> new, new Attitude, 
and can you feel the love tonight? So the theme was the worst things ever together on a plate. <laughs> that we can put together. And Miami Power Event makes me laugh. And Miami Sound Machine with a big F U for Gloria Stefan. <laughs> Do you think the do you think the chosen the elected leader of the Miami Sound of Miami Sound Machine was like we told you we'd get here, Estefan? It's probably like Tito. I yeah. think it's a, it's her husband. I think Raúl Emilio Estefan. I think. Wait, that's not his name. I I swear to you, I be, I believe it's Emilio Estefan, and he is the leader of the Miami Sound Machine. Quit playing around. Well, he owns the he owns the machine. That's why <laughs> she left. She took the wardrobe and the voice. He kept the machine. But he got to keep the machine. Is it like a small karaoke machine? It is. It's just a little, like with a handle. He walks around with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just goes place to place. Sir, what do you have there? I think they lent it to Indiana Jones that night. Teddy Pendergrass. Wow. That's boy, they're not going to be able to top that one. That's really congratulations, everybody. We did it. I seem to remember after that one aired, people talked about things like, "Do we really need to see the like? Do we really need to broadcast the halftime show on TV anymore?" Really. Couldn't we just let that be in the stadium and, and you cut to something more interesting? Right, 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 right. And then we'll come back when it's over because that was just an abomination. Right. In January of 96, in the Super Bowl of 96, your halftime performer is Diana Ross, who went on to do 13 songs. <laughs> she just didn't leave. Diana Ross came out. And she did a tight 55-minute set. <laughs> she you debuted some can't. new stuff. She did some you of the classics. tell her what to do. You can't. Stop in the name of love. You keep me hanging on. Baby love. You can't hurry love. Why do fools fall in love? Chain reaction. Reach out and touch. Parentheses, somebody's hand. Ain't no mountain high enough. I will survive. And she closed with take me higher. That's a solid, like, hour. That's a Vegas show. It's a Vegas show. I mean, come on, Diana. Come on. Come on, Miss Ross. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You keep it clean on this program, buddy. But you know what? You keep it clean. She didn't fiddle with her uh, fake headset and pretend that she was singing. Nope. And, And carefully keep her hand in front of her mouth for the entire set because, you know, it just doesn't fit right. Gloria Estefan comes back in 1999, minus Miami Sound Machine. She's a gem. She's a jewel. With Stevie Wonder, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, and Savion Glover. Tell you what we're going to do for the entertainment this year for the Super Bowl, you guys. Let's just throw a whole bunch of crap in a pot, see what happens. (laughs) You think we can get Savion Glover? Of course we can. Call him up. Everybody wants to see him dancing to Big Bad Voodoo Daddy's Go Daddy-O. Man. Man. Wow. Was he in front of other dancers, or did he just come out there and dance I for 80,000 people? Hey, look. 
If you're Savion Glover, you do whatever you want. Dance wise. For a short while. What did you think of the black eyed peas, Cal? I mean, uh, Peach. Well, Cal, too. Either one of you. They were salty. Yeah. I sent oh, them back. PJ, that's it. I'm ending the show. That's it. <laughs> you ruined it. You broke the show. Good job. F you. <laughs> I love what, them. Oh, you did. Cal, no good? They were good. I thought they were very oh, good. Oh, you were good. Okay. How about Madonna a couple years ago? No. She didn't bring it. A one-word review. Katy Perry. Wait, this year is Katy Perry and Lenny Kravitz? No, he's not. He's not performing, is he? That's what it says on Wikipedia. Katy Perry and Lenny Kravitz. Yep. See, now it, I'm buddy. a little depressed. And NFL Hall of Famer Fran Tarkenton. <laughs> <laughs> That SOB is going to play Are You Going to Go My Way and ruin my night. Oh, Fran Tarkington? Lenny Kravitz is going to subject us to that guitar lick again. Thinking he's Jimi Hendrix. Not, he a, not a fan, huh? Squeeb. All right. Listen, in all fairness, you've never heard Fran Tarkenton cover Are You Gonna Go My Way. I think you should really give him a shot. I think it's only fair. Now if he if he does feels of Roar. joy if he does feels of joy, I'm leaving. He's gonna do Katy Perry song. Listen, too. I'm gonna call in my bomb threat now. If Lenny Kravitz attempts to play that song, a bomb is going off somewhere. I don't think you can say that on <laughs> on air anywhere. I didn't say at the Super Bowl. I said somewhere. It might even be in my basement. Doesn't make a difference. That's right. Um, Are I, you boys, sure he's should... really? He's. It says it. What do you want me to do? Do you want me to change Wikipedia and make it not so? No. <laughs> I should do I'm, that. I hey, didn't know. Looks like you're not performing anymore. What do you mean, man? I was all hopeful for Katy Perry. What do you and now mean, I'm man? sort of crestfallen. I'm crestfallen now. How do you get all hopeful for Katy Perry? Because I thought that she could do it. She could have that well in hand. She's got. We haven't seen it yet. Huge stable full of hits. She could string together, just just like Bruno Mars did. She could string together ten little songs. Ten songs? Come on. I want to watch the game. Ten songs. No, no, no. Songs. Like a minute apiece. You, you know, you medley it. I'm, oh, I'm not okay. saying do full song. You meddle in it? You're you not going to go full it. Diana Ross. Certainly not. No one's ready for that. Springsteen very, very predictably. She doesn't need Lenny Kravitz on the side of the stage preening. <laughs> You know they're not, they, they're not going to play Are You Going to Go My Way. They're going to play uh, It Ain't Over Till It's Over. No, they're not. What song of Lenny Kravitz's would you have Katy Perry sing on? You know, uh, once upon a time, I was a rock god. <laughs> you just hate They'll that. have her sing that song, for sure. They're going to have her I would rather the... see Katy Perry stand there and sing that with her voice. I was just going to say, they're going to have Katy Perry sing la, the guitar la, lick. La, la, la. <laughs> they're going to have her sing the guitar lick. Maybe they can get Teddy Pendergrass. 
<laughs> I'm sure he's available. I think he's dead. Oh, somebody's hand. I, I apologize to the. We gotta fire the fact checker. <laughs> I apologize to the Pendergrass uh, family. Um, I'm sure Teddy was a one, wonderful man. Yeah, he's, he's dead. Not dead. Not dead. No, he is. He's dead. All right then. Well, that's as good a place to end the show as any. <laughs> on the death of Teddy Pendergrass. <laughs> on the death notice. On the death notice of a. No, we 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 got to wrap this up. Otherwise, we got to break it up. So, uh, uh, Cal, you have a rant. You no. want to you want to do before I play the music or? Of not. No, go. Let's play it. Play it out. Play us out. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Warren Moon, Teddy Pendergrass, Miami Sound Machine, Fran Tarkenton, Arturo Sandoval, Tony Bennett, Pete Fountain, Marion Ravenwood. And thousands of children. <laughs> Reenacting the Civil War. It's your halftime show. Everybody check under your seat. You get a car. DJ, final one. Next week, uh, a special uniting of super uh, super groups. Weezer is going to be playing with ZZ Top, I think on Jimmy Kimmel, and uh, they're they're calling it Weezy Top. Of course. They so are. come on, that's, just go go watch that, please. Cal, final of it. My um, it's competition season for my girls. The two little dancers in my life kick off their competition season this weekend. So good luck to them and all their friends and hours upon hours of dance recitals are in my future for the next six months. So I'll be hearing a lot of Katy Perry in addition to at the Super Bowl. And my Do any of them the... dance to Lenny Kravitz? <laughs> no, they didn't. To Fran Tarkenton, actually. Doing Lenny Kravitz. Covering Lenny Kravitz. And my final unload is... Uh, I, I know I'm extraordinarily late to the game here, but uh, Spotify... <laughs> it's just... It's just awesome. Really cool. Spotify is... Uh, is the mixtape for the new millennium. Because you can, like, share playlists and stuff. It's fantastic. I'm loving Spotify. And I was listening to the New Pornographer's new album. Wow. PJ, you were right. I apologize. Great group. Tremendous, tremendous. All right. We will see you next week. Enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. For Brian Calvi and PJ Cachopo, I'm Steve Sampietro. Bye. You know what else is great? Email. <laughs> <laughs> Finish it. Finish it up. Just get it out of your system. Some of the bikes doing this, by the way. Here's a marching band. They're going to play it too. Bum, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
the tonight. Mormon Tabernacle Choir. The children are singing the Vienna Boys Choir. Miami Sound Machine. Good night. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.